It's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, folks, as you can tell by that little jingle, assuming that you could even hear it, uh, your auditory canals are tuned into episode 127 of the Gaming Vessels. And no, it's not the holiday season, but it is E3, which is the most wonderful time of the year for most of us who enjoy this wonderful hobby of video gaming. So, I am your host, Shonuff71, and along with me, as usual, we got my partners in crime. First up, we got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Hater, a.k.a. Cat Daddy, a.k.a. Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, bro? Uh, not much. Just uh, just want to uh, echo, that, echo that sentiment. It is the most wonderful time of the year. I hope we don't get sued, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think we have that kind. I don't think we have that kind of exposure, bro. You're right. I I really don't think we have anything to worry about. Yeah, no, no, like cease and desist letters. (laughs) I think we're fine. I think we're fine. Yeah, I don't know who uh, they would even send the letter too much. Yeah, probably you. So, um, (laughs) but yeah, it's uh, it is E3. This is our E3 show. So sit back, uh, relax. Part one, one, part one, uh, yes. part one. Um, so sit back, relax, and uh, listen to us uh, talk about you know all these new and upcoming games. So and and our and our thoughts about the show. So uh, so yeah, thanks. All right, and of course that other voice you heard was none other than Trader Joe because our show is a no go without Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, man? Not much, man. Just enjoying this E3. It's just kind of a different E3, but it's an E3 nonetheless. It has a lot more cohesion than last year's scattered like approach because of COVID, at least. So, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, uh, I'm looking forward to you know days in the future. Maybe we all get together as a gaming vessels team and, and eat some fried food and watch some press conferences. <laughs> Maybe not this year, but in, in future e3s but this whole skype things um not skype thing discord thing's been pretty good about just getting into parties and watching stuff together too so that's been mm-hmm. that's been fun so we've been doing that we've been doing that with some of our listeners as well so indeed 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 so uh we're going to forego the playlist because this this episode is like joe said was part one of of a two-parter covering the events of e3 so we're going to jump right into our main event. And of course, our main event is E3 related. So I will pass the mic to Dez to go ahead and hit us with that. All righty. So thank you so much, Kev. So uh, our our main event question this time is, what's, uh, it's that time of the year again. Uh, send us your E3 predictions and the game systems that you're most hyped for. And we're going to continue this main event into until the next show as well, uh, because we have, again, like Joe said before, we have two parts. And so this is, um, we're going to give you the first part of, of, of people who respond to that question, and then we're going to give you our the second part uh, on, the next, on the next show. So please, if you haven't already, uh, send in your predictions. I know a lot of predictions are already there, but we still have Nintendo. We still have some other stuff. So please... Yeah. Uh, well, you're going to say something, Joe? Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish, oh, no. your, finish your thought. Um, no, no problem. So, yeah, so definitely uh, send us send us some more of your predictions. Um, or you can send us, you know, things that you thought, you know, should have been there but wasn't. Um, so that could also be a little addition to the to the, uh, to the the question as well. Just kind of yeah. uh, 
your overall but, feelings as well? Well, I was going to add is that, you know, it's not really predictions anymore because of the fact that, you know, it's coming almost gone. You know, we got Nintendo and Capcom later on today, Nintendo tomorrow. But uh, if it's not E3 predictions, send us your E3 impressions instead. And then instead of the game systems that you're most hyped for, let us know what the games and systems that were announced that you're most hyped for. So, you know, we'll have to take a look. Obviously, Nintendo's going to be the where... Uh, things are kind of judged because PlayStation's not showing anything uh, during the show. And so, and therefore, we're going to have to weigh Xbox versus Nintendo, but it doesn't always have to be like, you know, 1v1 or whatnot, or 1v1v1 <laughs> if PlayStation was there. You know, it's all good and hook. It's all about games in the end. So, yeah. Yeah. So, again, uh, send us your, uh, uh, send us some of your mm-hmm. uh, predictions. If you don't have any predictions, send us your impressions. Uh, what were some of the highlights of your E3 experience? So, uh, so now I'm going to first. We're going to talk about. We had one person who, who called, who um, who messaged uh, on our Discord, and that's our good friend Gerald. And Gerald said, "Well, it's that time of year again, and for me, I want new good games to play. It doesn't matter what system because I have them all, or will have them all eventually. One game." that my son and I have been waiting for is Elden Ring, in which they did give a preview about that. Um, a very Dark Soulsian preview, but preview nonetheless. Um, also, I would like the next Monster Hunter World. Uh, that's, well, you know, Capcom will be will be doing their thing uh, later today as we're recording this on the Monday of E3. So, um, so hopefully your prediction will be, uh, will be, uh, will be answered. Uh, I just want fun games to play, maybe a new Fallout game. Well, we, uh, it might not be a new Fallout game, but you do get a new city, the pit that you can, uh, run around in, in, in Fallout uh, 76. So, so yeah, I guess. (laughs) (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah. So, okay. Well, having said that, uh, what are some of the, uh, what, Kevin, it, are your thoughts for the remainder of the show? Do you have any extra or any more predictions for uh, Capcom or Nintendo? So, um, I think I might be proven wrong on the Nintendo uh, Switch Pro because I really didn't think they were going to talk about it, but it looks like uh, they probably will uh, coming up with their new show with their their E3 uh, Direct, their Nintendo Direct. So uh, I will say I was wrong on that because I honestly don't think, didn't think that they would talk about it, but we'll see come tomorrow. Um, as for Capcom, I really don't have any predictions because I know whatever predictions I have <laughs> won't come true. <laughs> but yeah. I'll, I will just say, you know, I would, you know, it's the usual stuff. I'd love to see a return to Maximo. Uh, I'd love to see a Dino Crisis. I'd like to see Dino Crisis make a comeback. Um, I'd like to see, you know, uh, uh, what's that one that that action adventure game that we we all used to play with the with the the the, the what the, I can't remember anything. It's it's it's, it's the uh, it's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, and you ran around and you jumped mm-hmm. on monsters and cut into Don't them. And, no, no. It, <laughs> it, Dragon's it, it, Dogma? Dragon's Dogma, yeah. That's wow. it. Yeah. yeah so. I mean, or, or the or the, MM, the MMO version of it that's out of Oh, hell no. I don't want no MMO. <laughs> no. Fuck that. No. 
so those would be kind of like my predictions, but uh, or my hopes. That's, that's a little far less than predictions, but hopes. I guess my prediction is going to be there's going to be some uh, rise updates. There's going there's probably going to be uh, some more monsters added to that. Maybe some yeah. new gameplay mechanics. Um, and yeah, I, I, that's really all I can all I can really come up with for Capcom. Yeah, for me, for me, I'm thinking it's going to be uh, announcement of more monsters. I do not think that we're going to be getting a uh, world announcement um, because I don't think they're going to step on the toes of of uh, uh, stories too. Um, so I think we'll get something like that later in the year, if not the beginning of next year. Um, and then probably a little bit more about just Monster Hunter in general. Um, and then for Nintendo, I think that we are going to get, uh, specifically, we're going to get, uh, some more information about Breath of the Wild too. Um, I think that's what they're going to be leaning on hard. Um, and then, um, probably a little bit more of Legend of Zelda, the Skyward Sword. I think we're going to get those two. Uh, so I think it's going to be specifically Legend of Zelda, uh, related and then some smaller, uh, smaller titles coming to the coming to the um, the switch uh, either now because you can you remember you can always get this stuff now you know <laughs> download it now or 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 a demo of some sort um, that, I mean that's my thought uh, Joe what are your thoughts uh, me for Capcom I think um, world 2 if they're gonna call it world 2 it's not gonna get announced here I think uh, you're gonna have to see it at a uh, uh, major Manufacture console manufacturers event as being like a tent pole, so I could definitely see it as a possibly a uh, you know PlayStation launch exclusive, you know, uh, possibly maybe around Tokyo Game Show, maybe Gamescom. Um, on that, we'll probably just see the usuals, of course, Monster Hunter uh, stories, too, um, with some uh, Rise information. I don't think the Rise PC version will be unveiled here, I think that's according to the leaks came out was uh, like early 2022. Um, we might see more about that Pragmata game that they showed earlier uh, this year. You know, that kind of weird one where you're like kind of in, you know, going zero grab in space and whatnot. If you remember that trailer that got, got shown during that PlayStation event on yeah, there. I remember so, that one. Yeah. We'll have to see what more. Little child that. and the yeah. astronaut. Yeah. Let's see exactly what that is. I mean, I'm hoping we'll, I mean, I'm kind of reaching here, but, you know, it's in the works that Street Fighter VI is uh, going to rear its head at some point. But, uh, you know, I think probably at the end of an Evo, I think would probably be more appropriate for that. Uh, yeah, that, E3 so. is not, they're not, they're not going to showcase Street Fighter at an E3. It, that has to be done at a major fighting game event because... That's where the majority of the people that are going to be buying the game, that's where they're going to be tuned in. Yeah, that's, that's that makes the more sense. Get the more eyes. As far as Nintendo, um, I'm hoping that this Nintendo Direct is kind of a put up or shut up on a number of different titles for Nintendo. You know, it's like we had a Metroid Prime 4 announcement, I think, what, three E3s ago? Four? We got maybe? a logo. We got a logo. Got a logo, yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bayonetta 3 too, that got announced quite a bit of time ago, you know, so, and then, and of course, all the port beggars have been asking for a Metroid Prime collection for the Switch, and so, 
you know, I, I think, you know, in a way, it's like I could kind of see the handwriting on the wall if their bills are quote unquote due as far as all these previous announcements that we have had zero to no information on. So, um, you know, you got your Switch Pro, you got your Bayonetta 3 running at Super the Greatest, you got your Metroid Prime 4 running Super the Greatest. And then, of course, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 in all its glory, plus the uh, Zelda 35th anniversary uh, stuff will probably kick off here as well on there. So we'll have to see what all that is going to entail. I know the GameStop poster has all the major Zelda, you know, releases on here. So you're probably going to see a Switch version of Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on there, possibly in a collection. Hopefully Nintendo doesn't do like they did with the Mario All-Stars collection and decide to make it a limited time release, like some crappy Disney clamshell VHS tape or something. So, you know, so we'll have to take it from there. But that's what I'm expecting from Nintendo with, of course, some surprises as well. I don't think we're going to see anything more about Splatoon 3. I don't know if we're going to see anything about Pikmin 4, which has been rumored in development for a long, long time. So... And it just it depends on what Nintendo's going to do. There's been rumors about a new Donkey Kong from the Super Mario Odyssey team, too. So that might come to where that might be shown and released as well. So, And to me, I kind of will welcome a new Donkey Kong that's not in that Donkey Kong Country formula. Because I think they definitely need to mix it up a bit. And I think if Nintendo could get a little bit more free form and kind of riff off the stuff and be a little bit more adventurous. I think that's the best Nintendo out of, you know, the the worst Nintendo is the one that just keeps going to the same well and kind of, you know, riffing off the same things. I I appreciate Nintendo when they get a little bit creative because it's really good. So, yeah, agreed. Um, Okay, so uh, so that's the end of our main event. Again, I wanted to say the question is, what are your what are your predictions for Nintendo and Capcom? And uh, if you don't have any, or or you get to this a little bit late and it's already happened, definitely let us know what your uh, what your what is your take on E three this year? Uh, you like it? You didn't like it? Uh, you wanted more? You wanted less? Um, things that you wanted to see that didn't happen, thing that you did see that that surprised you, let us know. Um, and you can always come to our Discord or shoot us an email or tackle us on Twitter. Uh, digital tackle, of course. You know, we're old. Um, and uh, and at the end of the show, uh, in our contacts, Kevin will let you know how you can get a hold of us. So uh, that's it for the main event this year. So I'm turning it back over to Kev. Alrighty, so we're going to continue the E3 focus in the news department and Trader Mike, I'm um, Trader Joe. <laughs> you got the mic. Trader All Mike, right. Trader Mike, you got the Joe. <laughs> I'm ready to shred the mic. Ooh. Oh Lord. <laughs> Well, I'm going to go in sequential order. We'll kind of talk about each show uh, as it happens. So on Thursday, uh, the Summer Games Fest 2021 happened, of course. It was the uh, Jeff Keighley, um, you know, Seminar of Doom on there, you know, 11 a.m. start time. So all of us didn't get to watch it (laughs) because, hey, we have uh, jobs and we got, uh, you know, work to do if need be. But we all had the opportunity to watch it after the fact and, uh, Jeff Keighley had, uh, it, it had some definitely some stuff, you know, obviously some uh, 
actors appearing on there, some related to games, uh, some not, but <laughs> as far as the, the um, games that were shown and revealed, of course, we'll start off with uh, 2K had Tiny Tina's Wonderlands to show, and so this is kind of riffing off of Borderlands 2 DLC, Assault on uh, Dragon's Keep on there, and it's basically doing a whole separate entire game with Tiny Tina with some RPG elements, and of course they were name dropping some, um, you know, voice actors in the game as well on there. And so, uh, you know, all we got is like kind of a splash screen and some, you know, uh, key art and that kind of thing, but no gameplay on here. Any impressions or uh, what's your take on Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Des? What is my take? Um, I'm here for it. I like. I like. RPGs <laughs> and an RPG set in the Borderlands universe, well, adjacent because it seems like they're all going to be sitting at a table, and then there's probably going to be a, a bunch of meta humor in which you know Tiny Tina is going to be like, you know, you can't throw that fireball or blah 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 blah, you know, or that's whatever how the they're DLC gonna was, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So then I think that's I think it's going to be fun. Uh, it might be a version that that I'm that I'm super down to, down and down on um, or down for, because if you're able to throw fireballs and and still have that kind of, you know, um, I don't know. I, I'm kind of wondering because it's all the the mechanics are always the guns, so now I'm just kind of wondering if it's going to be if it's going to still be fun, um, playing with you know, doing the gun. The, like, like, how are they going to change the gameplay a little bit? You know, do you pick a class? You, I'm assuming you're going to create your own character, I would hope. Um, I know with know. the DLC, it's like uh, Tiny Tina was kind of uh, talking in the background and, like, changing things on the fly like she was the dungeon master, basically. So, And so certain things and certain bosses just appeared out of thin air because of the fact that she was just kind of riffing and doing the whole DM thing, you know, so... Yeah, and I'm hoping they go more into it, and like you said, you know, do a magic class, and you know, still have your loot cakes, and be able to pick up guns galore, and and or weapons galore if need be. Uh, there was no release date for it. I'm assuming probably next year. You know, I'd be surprised if they get it out by the end of this year. So it'll give give us more time to. You know, finish Borderlands 3 and, and dive into the DLC if need be on that. So, a- any words on this, Kev? You know, I never played uh, Borderlands, so, and I, I didn't see any gameplay, so I'm, I'm, I will be in a holding pattern on this. Yeah. I That's probably for the best. Yeah. Feels like it's going to be like a first person dungeon crawler type of game. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of wondering what it's going to look like, you know, because yeah. they don't, they don't do third person games that often. So part of me is just kind of like, you know, first person dungeon crawler, maybe like, and then, and then of course, of course you have to be, uh, you have to be ready for that, that fantastic uh, Borderlands humor. So, <laughs> Oh no. Yeah. yeah. I, I just I just the Borderlands games just never really appealed to me. So that's why I've never played them. So I can't say if they're bad or good cuz I've never played them. So Yeah. It's just the humor can be kind of a lot. So Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like um cheese grater-ish in my opinion, you know, like you know, 13-year-old like humor kind of thing. So 
say we'll beyond that. We'll see next year uh, when that game comes out. Also, their announcements at the show, they had a trailer for Metal Slug Tactics, came out of the blue, but Dot Emu is working with another team to bring this. So it's the world of Metal Slug, but in a three isometric viewpoint uh, and turn base. So we'll have to see. Obviously, they didn't show gameplay, but we saw an intro trailer on that. Des, uh, are you there for that day one or are you interested? Yeah. I, I don't know if it's day one, but I, I think it's. Uh... <clears throat> I, I really think it's sort of like what they did with uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. <laughs> They're trying to take uh, uh, a, a, form, a format or a game franchise and then move it into a new direction with the whole tactics series. Um, I, think, I think it looks great. It has that sort of that, 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 that super clean pixel... Uh, well, they're always kind of bouncing around and there's this kind of ambient movement going around and, and whatnot. Um, I was wondering what, how it's going to play. Um, I was very, I don't want to say shocked, but I was not expecting a, a game like this, uh, from that franchise. So part of me is kind of like, oh, you know, y'all are really trying to do something new and, 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 and unexpected. <laughs> so so I'm I'm here for it. I definitely I definitely will will be playing it and seeing how it uh, how it goes. I mean, it seems for me it seems really fun um, and interesting. Yeah, uh, so. I think they're gonna take the advanced war slash war groove formula and kind of riff on that, and or you know, I don't think it's gonna get as deep as like a fire emblem or anything like that, you know, or a front mission or anything like that. So I don't know. I mean, it might. Yeah, and I'm kind of I'm kind of there for, for it, you know. I'm gonna keep my eye on it. I think Dot Emu's been like, you know, basically mining retro gold in between Streets of Rage Four and uh, Wonder Boy on there, and of course they're working on a new Windjammers as well. So I mean, it's it's in their wheelhouse to you know look at IP to see what they could do to create new games and or remake old games. So that's where it's there. So. And of course, you know, a Jeff Keighley event uh, can't be without an appearance from Hideo Kojima. So, your best friends. I know, BFFs. And of course, you know, they're out there for a little conversation. And then at the end, uh, um, you know, Hideo just, uh, uh, just kind of dropped a trailer and it is for Death Stranding Director's Cut. And uh, basically, there was a, like a small trailer with. Uh, the actor I'm trying Norman to Norman Reedus. There you go. Thank you, sir. Um, kind of doing some Metal Gear type stuff, but uh, that was so silly. Like, I was kinda, like, okay, yeah, it was okay, but you know, we got to see that that stranding uh, director's cut there's coming out for PlayStation 5, and we have no information other than the, the announcement. Uh, and this kind of will put all the Port beggars to bed with the oh I saw Hideo Kojima oh I saw the Kojima production statue on Phil Spencer's self that means Death Stranding's coming on Games Pass and all this other stuff that we were hearing ad nauseum for the last couple of months like I'm gonna sit there and analyze a man's shelf for hints <laughs> about subsequent game announcements yeah it's just because he had an Xbox Series X on his shelf last year coincidentally. Uh, now has become a meme up, upon itself. So, but uh, uh, for unfortunately, uh, just because Death Stranding came on the PC, because you know, obviously PlayStation was cool with 
letting Kojima uh, Productions do their own thing on the PC port doesn't necessarily mean it's coming to Switch or the Xbox. So on there. So we'll see that. And hopefully it comes in a free upgrade of some sort. Um, I know all of us, I bought Death Stranding, but never played it. That's my familiar mantra. But any of you two gentlemen interested in checking this out on the PlayStation 5? I am not. I've, I've played it, and I liked it, but I didn't finish it because I, I got sidetracked by other stuff. Gotcha. So, you know, Death Stranding is just going to be another, one of those uh, games that I just wait until the update, and then I'll play it. The same with Ghost of Tsushima. Um I'll just I'll just wait for the update and then and then play it then. I think the uh, I knew the 60 frame update came out for Ghost already, but I'm not sure if they're going to do an actual PS5 version or not. So it'd be cool if they did. I thought the so. 60 I thought the 60 frame hadn't come out. Yeah, I really hadn't been keeping track of it. Oh yeah, no, 60 frame already came out for it. Yeah, oh. yeah, it's one of those ones where it's it's at 60 frames, but it's not an actual PS5 application, so it's it's not being sold, quote unquote, for the PS5. So mm-hmm. okay, yeah, but I mean, you know, we'll see, we'll get to it. I mean, I'm gonna definitely check it out. Hopefully, it's a free upgrade, so me and Kev will give some impressions later on. So. And of course, then from there, got to see a few things. Uh, Jurassic World Evolution 2 with, uh, um, God, what's his name? Jeff Goldblum came on to the show and talked a bit about it. Um, you know, don't really know much about the game. I don't care about making my own Jurassic World. So, you know, CLV on that. Any of you two have comments on that at all? No. No. I, I No. I thought it was hilarious that he was but he was there like i didn't really i mean he made a joke at at uh, his expense which i thought was kind of funny um but for the most part i was just kind of like okay yeah that's 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 um that's uh jeff goldblum okay uh, nice to see you jeff and then yeah let's move on now <laughs> i mean i was like i didn't know what to say it's like okay <laughs> And then, then from there, they uh, show, of course, the show is sponsored by Amazon Gaming. So Jeff Keighley, unfortunately, had to plug Amazon about every, what, 10 minutes, give or take. So. <laughs> and so um, uh, one of the games that Amazon's actually publishing that's actually will have a chance to come out finally is this game called Lost Ark. So Lost Ark is a triple A free to play MMO uh, action RPG uh, that has been out in Korea, Japan, and Russia, and it has millions of active players on there. And it's a very pretty, like every other Korean <laughs> MMORPG that I've seen. So I, you know, I'm curious about how it plays. I know Des, we were like going back and forth about this a while ago, looking at this game, right? Uh, yeah. On there, and uh, are are you interested in checking this out once the U.S. version comes out from Amazon? I know it's PC only, but uh, probably. I watched um, I watched a streamer play uh, in uh, I think it was either an open or a closed beta, and I watched him play it. And the game looks it looks crisp. I'm not gonna lie, it looks pretty pretty good. The only thing that um it's kind of weird about it is it um um it 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 doesn't have like an end game or anything you know so 
you literally are just playing it to play it. Like there's no goal is, is one of the things that he had mentioned as well. Um, when I was watching the play, um, is this just like, you just have, you just kind of wander around and, and do your, and kind of do your stuff. And I was just like, okay, I would, I would think that you would have some kind of, you know, mission or a goal or something, but you all kind of just, I mean, it, the I understand it's, it's a big, like how, how it plays and how like it's multiplayer is, is all these people get shipwrecked on this island and you're one of the people that gets shipwrecked on this island. And then you have to kind of find out what's going on on this, on this island. And that's why the arc is something going on. And like, you're on that arc and then you are, you, you, you're shipwrecked and then you kind of come to on this island and then you run around and do stuff on the island. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, that's, that's fine. Um, and, but I'm just like, um, but what else is there to do? So, okay. So, oh, so that's kind I of think... what's going on. This is, you're just kind of sitting there like, okay, you know, we are, we are doing, we are doing stuff. And I'm like, okay, sweet. You know, <laughs> but I don't know. This just seems kind of like, um, um, there needs to be some more going on, you know? There's bound so. to probably be a lot of content that they're translating and bringing over years of content from the preview, you know, years of this game being in existence in other territories. So they'll probably, they'll have to decide how quickly they're going to introduce a lot of the, like, you know, chapters and or seasons with this game to see if it's going to have, you know, a lot of things to quote unquote do or whether it's going to be kind of lacking them from there. Sometimes it does take time to translate stuff. So unless they're like, you know, doing all the stuff ahead of time, um, it could be where, you know, even though this game's been in existence for a while that it's going to take some time for the content to drop possibly. So, so we'll, we'll see, we'll give more impressions about this game when it does finally come out on there. So, uh, also shown uh, sequel to Salt and Sanctuary, Salt and Sacrifice, a 2D side-scrolling Dark Soulsy, you know, platformer, if need be. I never played the original Salt and Sanctuary. Have any of you two played that previously? I have not. Um, I did see um, a little bit of, about it, and I've I thought I've I think I watched someone play it, um, but I can't remember who. Um, and it reminded me a little bit of um, um, maybe I watched it on on a stream because I was I just remember it being sort of um, really kind of um, I mean it's a side scrolling but it has kind of like uh, rubber band rubber band physics or something how you how you kind of move around and whatnot but it's not it, it it looks like it's a pretty hardcore hardcore game so. Yeah, and it's definitely in the, you know, even though it's a side-scroller and a Dark Souls, Bloodborne type of deal where a lot of the combat has significant weight to it, you know. It's not like, you know, sitting there playing uh, Fantasy Star Online where you're just ripping off, like, you know, <laughs> weapon slashes from here, there, to everywhere on there. So, so I don't... Have you ever checked out Salt and Sanctuary, Kev, at all? I haven't. Game? I had intended to, but I never got around to it. 
Yeah, I actually bought it and I never played it. So, <laughs> boon on me, typical <laughs> Joe over here. But so we got the sequel and it's coming out for PlayStation. Of course, they did align themselves with PlayStation because that's where uh, the game initially was launched uh, back in the day on there. So, so there was some other stuff shown. They introduced a new studio out of Koch Media. Prime Matter, which, you know, they showed a number of different games. A lot of just games that were out previously, like Kingdom Come Deliverance, and saw, I think, some Payday 3 um, you know, snippets on there, along with some other stuff, and uh, uh, even had a stream, which we won't talk about, because I never had a chance to watch it, and then when I went back and saw message boards about it, they said it was like the worst E3 conference ever. <laughs> like, Wow. Uh, they had like uh, all the creators like in a giant Zoom meeting just sitting there and talking about their games and just showing like screenshots of gameplay. Like they weren't really showing anything. And this lasted for two hours. So, mm. so I am glad I, I missed that mess. I was like, I was talking like, oh, Koch Media, oh, Saints Row, oh, wait, uh, you know, like maybe they'll show a new Metro, oh, wait, they're going to show, you know. They came back to say, hey, we're not talking about new, a new Metro, a new Saints Row, or anything about the Time Splitters game they just recently said they're working on. Nope. Nothing. So. <laughs> nope. Nope. So, you know. I hope hope they learn from it and kind of go from there. I didn't watch it, so I'm not being critical of it. But you know, after hearing about it, um, it's not in my E3 highlights to go back and try to catch up on anything. So no, um, I do Zoom uh, meetings at work all the time. I don't need to sit and watch somebody else do one. Yeah, and I literally saw some screenshots from it. And it had like 16 windows on. One yeah, side. yeah, nah, I'm good, bro. Yeah, it just sounds bad. Yeah, yeah, it was bad from what everyone was saying. So, and then we got kind of got to see a new game get announced. It's called An Anacrusis. Anacrusis is a four-player co-op first-person shooter. I think uh, Des, you commented, looked like the Mod Squad a little bit. Yeah, on there, kind of look a little vanilla, vanilla-like a bit. So um, you're fighting against this, these enemies, but they weren't zombies. Uh, they weren't aliens. They're kind of something. I guess they're like kind of modern mod looking aliens or whatnot, but uh, it is a 70s, 70s TV-esque. Yeah, it's a surprise, surprise. It is a four player cooperative shooter that's going to be released day one on Games Pass and it's going to be available for Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One and Windows. And I know it has some people that worked on Left 4 Dead 2, so the people not working on Back 4 Blood <laughs> are over here making a, a kind of a riff of the formula in another way on there. So we'll have to see. Uh, what you, any impressions from it, Dez? Uh, no. I mean, the only really impression that I have is, is, is it looks like it could be a lot of fun, but I don't really have any like main, like, oh my god, I have to have this, or oh my god, you know, this is something that yeah. I have to I, I know first person's not your bag usually. I mean, it'll mm -hmm. take something to where for, you know, if it's something really just, you know, speaking to you, then it's something that you might give a shot. And I know, Kev, you probably looked at this and didn't think anything of it, right? I didn't even see it, but it doesn't yeah. sound like anything I'd be interested in. Yeah. All right. And next thing I know it piqued your interest, Des, is they showed Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt on there so it's because i know you enjoy vampire the masquerade a bit so 
And it kind of showed some gameplay, and uh, basically the game is a, a vampire battle royale. So, <laughs> was it a battle royale? It is a battle royale. Yes. Then so, no. Then sorry, yeah, I thought it was. I, I know. I thought it was not a battle royale. Knowing that it's a battle royale just kind of like tanked my my feelings. Now. I'm like, <laughs> I oh. know. They showed six classes on there. Uh, there's a playstyle for everyone on there. So, and you have to fight amongst the different classes and whatnot and uh i'm not sure what the player count is on it but they are having a um open beta for it uh, coming soon on there which you can play on steam on there so but uh you know and they talked about that uh all the cosmetic options in the game are as a free to play they're um able to be purchased with real money on there so so if you want to look like the baddest vampire ever you know i'm saddened by that i was really hoping that it wouldn't be like that but whatever as we weren't aware when we were watching it if it was a battle royale it didn't like kind of speak out hey, it didn't say that battle royale, or anything like that it, it didn't was... say that that's yeah. why i'm all sad <laughs> but, oh well okay uh they showed the third game in the dark pictures anthology house of ashes which is another horror game from the same team that did until dawn on there and uh and basically this one is set in iraq on there and it looked interesting you know i'll have to see how that one plays out uh, any of you two had a chance to check that one out or remember that one at all i didn't Right. I I was at work when a lot of this stuff was going on, so a lot of it I missed. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, well, one thing that kind of caught my eye on this show and the show was uh, the new trailer for Tales of Arise on there. So, and obviously this is the uh, um, action RPG from Bandai Namco that's coming out in September on there, and they showed a little bit of uh, the characters in the story of the game on there got to see a little bit of the gameplay then from there on that and uh the game looks good the voice acting is kind of cringy you know the english voice acting so i'll definitely be playing this in japanese on there but um i know i was uh reading that uh that uh, the definitely a lot of action base it's not turn base whatsoever on this uh des any impressions about tales of arise um, I probably will be picking it up. It seems like it's going to be a fun, uh, a, 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 it's going to be a fun tales game, and I think that's one thing that I was really wanting um, is a fun tales game. I was looking at the tales games that I have in my um, in my kind of repertoire or in my in my gaming catalog, and I was just like, oh, this could be really kind of cool. So, but yeah, it seems kind of fun. Gotcha. Any impressions about Tales of Rise, Kev? I know. I think I showed you the trailer. I think I didn't watch the trailer, but I what I did do is I found a stream uh, or a replay of a stream of of no commentary gameplay, and I liked what I saw. You know, a lot of you know Devil May Cry inspired combat, a lot of fast paced action, uh, switching between characters on the fly. So I, I'm I'm. That's that sounds like a game I can get behind, so I'll be picking it up. All right, good deal. And later on, of course, to show the trailer from Monster Hunter Stories too. I think we all know how we feel about that, at least on this show here. Mm-hmm. Uh, day one for both me and Des on there. So, 
on that. My niece, will, that... my niece will play it, so I'll get it for her. Cool deal. Was there anything new in that trailer? Was that something new that was showed, or was that from a prior trailer, Des? I don't think it was. I don't think anything was new in it. I honestly That's... don't think so. Gotcha. Well, let's hope they don't show the same trailer at Copcom later today. So Ugh, I hope not. Yeah, we'll see. These uh, separate publisher uh, E3 showings have been kind of lackluster, I hate to say, but we'll talk about that a little bit further. Um, Of course, to shed a little bit of Back for Blood on there, I think all three of us are kind of eh on the game. Don't want to speak for you two gentlemen, but is that your consensus about Back for Blood? I think it might be a a little fun. Like, I'm not going to say it's going to be, like, terrible, terrible, but it might might have a little fun, a little fun next to it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. This is the kind of game that I would only play with people I know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I I, I made the mistake of playing Left 4 Dead with uh, randos, and I'll never make that mistake again. Uh, so yeah, this would, this would only be a game that I would get if there was a a dedicated group of people that would be playing it. And even then, I mean, all I'm doing is running from point A to point B, B, shooting zombies in the face. I really don't know how, how fun that's going to be. If I want to do that, I have zombie army four. Yeah. Great point. (laughs) So I'm, I'm like, eh. You know, for me personally, I dabbled in both Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, and I um, never got to where I was playing it on a regular basis with a group of friends, and I know other people talk just the world of it, and I think it's because of that reason that they found a, a group of friends to play with that they just had so many good experiences and good memories on there. And uh, spoiler alert on this, if you haven't watched any of the three press coverage, this is, this is a day one game pass uh exclusive at least uh, if you want to play it on an xbox or on uh if you have game pass ultimate for pc so i think the barrier for entry especially if you do have access to either an xbox or pc and have games pass is going to be the where you might give this a shot if need be i know a lot of people were waiting for a left for dead sequel so a lot of people out there are going to be picking it up on steam or even on playstation if need be on there so play it where you want to play it but uh I think for all three of us, I think we're just, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm going to dabble in it, but we'll see if I'll take the time to play it. And we'll see if you two want to check it out if you happen to have a Game Pass subscription at that point or not. So, and if, uh, obviously, if any of you guys out there in the community want to play it as well. So, okay. And uh, they showed a particular game called Tribes of Midgard. This was not the first time this was shown. I think it was shown also at a PlayStation event in the past on there because it is a uh, playstation exclusive at least for now on there it's coming out for pc and ps4 ps5 on here but uh, this is like a like kind of cell shaded looking uh norse mythology type of game where obviously uh, you are surviving you're defending your village and like kind of uh, action rpg combat a la diablo and then you're able to build a like um a village it looks like there's some like a base building involved with there as well on there it's up to four 10 player co-op on there so you can play solo or you can play co-op and uh, it's being published by gearbox on here i like the look of it they also have these big giant like creatures come out like kind of 
Attack on Titan-ish, but in the in Norse mythology type of way on there. Uh, the retail price on this bad boy is like 30 bucks, so I figured I'd give it a give it a go on there um any impressions from either of you two on this I, am i going to be fl- flying this solo or um, um i have watched people play it um again i do a lot of uh watching of streamers and whatnot and it looks pretty interesting i mean it, it literally is just uh i don't want to say tower defense but it really reminds me of of a defense type of game because like during the day you 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 hunt for resources and at and at night uh, the, the 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 villains come and you have to protect your um, your settlement from from the villains is, is pretty much what what happens and um, but you start from 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 nothing and you have to build out everything that you want um, so so it's not it, it's just it's not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination it's just kind of interesting i mean it doesn't look like it's a bad game it's just you kind of have to during the day you know you have to go out you have to build your settlement you have to build your armor so it's kind of a uh ad hoc survival game as well um and then defend the tree you know your piece of yagrasil or whatever your piece of your piece of the tree you have to uh defend against these soul suckers and you have to feed the tree and and everything so um it isn't like again it doesn't like it's it's gonna be a bad game it just it's just i don't know if i'm able to get like straight up 10 people to be like you know come on you know let's go play this game but but it looks yeah, nice. we'll, we'll see if there's some matchmaking too we'll see so. i would think so but i mean it looks it looks fun um and i like the the art style but um it's kind of like you kind of got to have to be able be willing to you know, start from nothing, um, and then kind of build your, your, your settlement, you know, you're, you're, you're building your, um, your stuff, so to speak. Gotcha. All right. And then, um, they love ended the conference to show the evil dead. Hold on, hold on, on. Kevin, Kevin, would you, would you want to play wolves of Midgard? You you, you want to try to Midgard? Midgard? You want to, Nope. Nope. Not for me. I, I didn't kick it over to him, Des, because I figured if the man wanted to say something, he would have said something. I, I figured it wouldn't. I figured he. I figured he wouldn't. But I wasn't sure. You know, Kev might have liked it. He might have been like, "Oh, this is something." I figured not too. Oh, I'm sitting there. <laughs> Kev, do you want to play it? I'm sitting there with my fingers crossed because I already pre-ordered. Like, oh. <laughs> That's funny. But, I'm I'm pretty sure if, if Kev was enthusiastic, he would have been enthusiastic. He's no, I I I saw nothing in Tribes of Midgard that that I that said I need to play this. Sorry, <laughs> not for me. No, bro. no offense taken. It's like it's, no, it's not my personal business. I'm I'm not a PS PlayStation or Xbox fanboy. I'm not going to start having a a Twitter war over nothing <laughs> on there. So. I, I will let you have your quote unquote freedom of choice, like Debo oh. said. <laughs> but at the end of the show, uh, Evil Dead the game, another four player multiplayer co op with the characters from Evil Dead fighting against the uh, demons from hell on there. And um, they keep dipping into the Evil Dead and making games off of it. And I could be. Uh... <laughs> 
I was much interested as looking at a um, white wall, in my opinion. I don't really give a flying rat's ass about the Evil Dead. So I love the movies, but I think they've uh, kind of milked this thing to hell and back. Any interest in a four-player co-op adventure with the characters of the Evil Dead against demons? No. Okay, I liked I kind of liked this game, but I was unsure exactly how it it played. If this is like player versus player versus environment, I'm out. Yeah. I, I don't want yeah. I don't well, want to yeah, do all it's, that. It's uh well, it's only one one other player, right? Uh, versus the other four because you're you're you play as it's like that that one game or dead by whatever, daylight yeah or dead by daylight where where you are the the ultimate evil and you you are hunting the 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 other four players um and oh it's like oh yeah, yeah. so so yeah, so, I'm out. so it's so it's the four <laughs> it's 4v1 plus the environment okay yeah i'm out see cuz yeah. i actually did like uh 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 that was it that that game that there was a version of it on ps2 i want to say it was on playstation 2 and i did have it and i i liked it i mean it was not it w- it was a janky game but it had some fun mechanics and uh, you know i kind of dug it so i was hoping it would be kind of a this was going to be a return to that type of evil dead game but nah, if it's one of these 4v1 nonsense type stuff then nah, i'm out that's it yeah, it's done by the developers of Cobra Kai Card Fighter. So, <laughs> oh, don't get me wrong. Come on, it's it doesn't look. The thing is, it is it doesn't look that bad, and it looks pretty. Like as a game stands, it doesn't look that bad, but it does look, um, it does look considerably, um, like bloody, considering what what everything is going on in the game. Like there's like a lot of blood uh and stuff so so it is it is it's it's a it looks like a bloody game but um at the same time it doesn't look bad it just doesn't look like a game that you know folks are gonna wanna like we're gonna be into you know well, you know if you're a fan of the evil dead and i i i've not watched the uh tv series i've only seen the movies up to army of darkness army of darkness obviously with its humor is my favorite but oh yeah <laughs> on there uh, on so but uh hey more power to you i don't want to you know piss on your parade or anything rain on your parade on there so if if this game gets good impressions and it winds up being cheap of some sort then we'll have to see where, where it goes on there so you take it from there i know kev if I know it's four v one. I think it's probably a no go for you, right? Oh, it's yeah. definitely a no go for me. I'm not. I don't. I don't know. That's mm-mm. no. Gotcha. Because again, no, I don't. You. I don't want to have to. I. Uh, it, I don't want to have to play with randos and type of in it where I have to communicate with people that I don't know. Uh, I'm not interested in in the BS that goes on with that. So unless you maybe if you had a dedicated group of people, it'd be okay. But even then, it's just like, you know, grown folks got grown folks schedules. And, you know, when one person's available, maybe everybody else isn't. And nah, I, I, I'll just I'll be just as happy playing something else. <laughs> so. There you go. 
Right. And then summers of game summer of game fest ended with, and Jeff Keeley was like ready to just like you know have a moment. It looked like he was going to faint <laughs> on stage or something, because he 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 got the opportunity to uh, put a game. Man comes vapors. Yeah, seriously, it's like he was, he was taking this like he had this like like oh my god, like I can't believe this. I'm revealing this on the stage. Bro? Oh my god, yeah. He was so very he, happy. That's he all. was super happy, yeah. Uh, he unveiled the uh, trailer for Elden Ring, and, and basically it was a trailer from From Software and George R. R. Martin's game, which also has a release date of January 28th, 2022 on there. Uh, actually, January 21st, 2022, excuse me, on there. And uh, this is From Software um, director... Hide, uh, Hide Taka Miyazaki on there, the developer of, you know, obviously Dark Souls, Bloodborne, um, you know, creating this game on there. And uh, what's your guys' overall impressions of it? I was visually impressed with it. I'm kind of curious how it plays on there. Uh, and what's your overall impressions, Kev? Is this something that you might check out if need be? Oh, I'll, I'll definitely be picking this up. Um, I, my only hope, and again, I'm, I've never been into the Lord of the Rings and the, what's that other one, that series with the dragon lady. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. So I've never really been into those IPs, but looking at what was presented of the gameplay, I really liked it. It looks a little more fast paced than traditional souls. It kind of reminded me of, uh, second, uh, not second. Yeah. Sekiro. And I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping if there is a stamina meter, it's not too intrusive. But what I saw, what I what I viewed of that gameplay, yeah, um, um, that's that's definitely a pickup. Uh, one thing I was reading about the game is that you're going to be able to create your own custom character. So that's something that may might appeal to you, Desmond, on there. And there's going to be uh, why? Multi- why would it appeal to me? Huh? Why, 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 why you got to bring me in? Huh? Hey, I'm trying to bring you in the conversation, sir. So, mm-hmm. And also, there's going to be some multiplayer elements uh, similar to other From Software titles in the same vein as well. Uh, there's going to be actually co-op will be possible in the large open areas and the boss battles. And there's going to be an asynchronous system uh, to the past Dark Souls games also as well. So it's, it's the same type of, of thing where you know you could possibly, you know, ask for someone to come into your game for help if need be on there and of course this game's coming out for everything under the sun ps5 ps4 series x and s uh xbox one and pc i know that uh, i think gerald was sharing some thoughts because he was anticipating this game greatly that some people were pissed off that they're releasing this for prior gen consoles on there guess what they've been working on this thing for years why do you think they're just going to release it for a ps5 and x xbox series x and s i have no clue but (laughs) anything about this game does for you um no no okay no i mean it looks good it looks nice um i don't know what um you want me to do <laughs> i don't know i just i look at it i'm just like okay you know so. yeah probably just like me i'm like okay this is the game this is in the dark souls universe we'll see if you know is it, is it in the dark souls universe well, in the same not not in the same dark vein 
it's the same vein. It's the same genre. Yeah. That's what I was just saying. So yeah. So my reluctance is that I dabbled in Dark Souls one, and obviously you know I just got to get good over here. You know, you I've never tried. Good. I never tried Bloodborne either. You know, it's like you know. So I don't. I don't like those games. I just don't. I. 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 I I'm not good at them. Like, have I'm you just, tried Sekiro yet? Uh, no, Sekiro scares me. Because I'm kind of like, <laughs> oh, it's hard. Oh, it's hard. It's hard. See, and I'm just like, I'm like, no. If, why if you, are you if, being if, like, if this you can't, if you can't handle the souls or Bloodborne, you ain't gonna be able to handle Sekiro either. See, but like, the, the only thing is that Sekiro does not have a stamina bar. That's one of the reasons why I like it better than those two series, because um, I don't have to worry about running out of stamina. I just have to focus on combat, and that's what I really, really like about it. But yeah, it's hard. Yeah, you. It, it, it ain't easy by any stretch of the imagination. So yeah, I mean we'll have to we'll have to look at it and and, and be like you know oh we'll see how it goes. But um, I definitely will watch you play it, Joe, and see. You know you can hey, stream it. I don't, I don't know if Discord. I'm gonna I'm, I'm know if I'm gonna play it uh, day one or not. I'll have to kind of see how everyone's impressions are and then kind of take it from there. You know. Yeah, you can you can you can you can play it. You can play it at my house, Joe. There you go. <laughs> all right, so that's all of uh, Jeff Keeley's summer of uh, games and his Game Fest announcement. So next thing we're going to talk about is uh, Ubisoft at E3 with the Ubi Forward, and uh, this is going to be a quick one because they didn't really show much, at least. Uh, I, I will kick it over to you guys if need be. I'm going to read some of the games that were shown, but I think our overall impressions of Ubi Forward was kind of meh at right, best. Let me grab my coffee real quick. Hold up. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to go through them quick, so no coffee needed there, sir. <laughs> Are you there, Desmond? I just want to make sure. Oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm just, I'm, I'm waiting for the Ubisoft. I mean, I was uh, just kind of like, I, I I spent well. I didn't actually watch it all the way through. I watched I watched the the uh, some of the stuff that went through, and um, and it was I don't know. Yeah. So so yeah, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> okay, well, let's go through this um, Rainbow Six Extraction. This is the original. Actually, game didn't called... we watch it together? Yeah, we watched it together. Yes, that was what's so funny because like I don't remember watching it because I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I was just like, so yeah. I, was I think so I think dur- during the some of the this is still going on. Like I know you were asking <laughs> about a few because well, I was just so. so checked out from it because I was just like, what are we watching? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're watching these Ubisoft Ubi Forward. Come on, forward it up. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, yeah, so again, I was not that impressed. Uh, with it, as you can see, as, as I didn't even remember watching it. <laughs> anyway. Well, let's talk about it real quick. Uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. This is the uh, retooled quarantine because you can't bring a game called quarantine after this pandemic we went through. So. Nope. And so it's like a four-player versus uh, aliens, you know, these alien-type grunts and different characters so it's still in the same vein but you're instead of fighting each other you're fighting 
uh, an unknown um, alien race, if need be. So, and there's crossplay with all different platforms out September 16th. Am I interested? No. Are any of you interested? Probably not. Okay. Nope. Hey, hey, now it might it might be awesome. You never know. Nope. <laughs> hey, if you out there listening, play Rainbow Six and are looking forward to this game, write us. Go on the Discord, send us a tweet, let us know how awesome it is and how wrong we are. But know. but you know, here here's the thing that, that about this game that I found kind of puzzling. I mean, and this is another one of those games where if you you would have to play with a dedicated group of people. Again, I ain't playing a game like this with a bunch of randos. That ain't happening. Mm. But they kept talking about oh how smart the zombies get and they evolve and they adapt to your tactics. I counted at least twice where they sent a walking drone, one of the multi-leg drones, and the, the zombie is looking right at the drone, ain't doing nothing about it. It's like, well, how smart are these things really? You know, you're, 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 you've, you've got the, and it wasn't, they weren't hiding. They weren't hiding behind a wall and peeking around the corner with the drone. They were like right in front of it, and zombies just looking at it. It's like, well, how how quick do these things evolve? Because at some point you would think, oh, that's one of those things. Every time these things show up, these these people come in and start shooting at us. Let's 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 deal with that. It's like, no, they just kind of stand there and and look at it. So I'm I'm, I'm I guess they're just doing that because. Well, you got to have some kind of gameplay, you know, function to allow you to do recon and plan your strategy. I get all that, but it just kind of takes you out of the, you know, oh, you're against this constantly evolving alien threat. It's like, well, apparently they don't know nothing about drones. So uh, that I, that just stuck out to me for some reason. But no, I ain't playing this game. <laughs> And the next game, I don't think any of us are playing because they announced Rocksmith Plus, where you could learn the guitar using an app. So, and uh, I'm sure I'll probably talk about this on GH Radio, maybe, with uh, one Mr. Lefty Brown, possibly. Um, I, I, I'm grateful it's there for the people that want to learn, and if it's a good tool to learn guitar, great. It's almost like it was an app uh, in, in stuck in a game conference for some reason or another, so on there uh writer's republic got shown a uh, release date of september 2nd this is like the steep sequel from ubi where you're able to not only you know snowboard but mountain bike gl- glide using uh, uh i think what uh, hang gliding and whatnot uh, and so on and so forth and i guess there's going to be rocket powered pedal bikes on there as well and uh i'm not there at all i'm not interested what one bit down nope is there is that a no from you too des i was surprised that you would be into it um joe i was i I thought you would just be like you know yeah you know didn't you like ss ss s tricky or whatever ssx or whatever that's from ea sir that's a different game man but didn't you like it it could be a totally different game but it's still in the same genre you didn't like I thought you liked those winter sports, you know, games and, and whatnot. You're not you're not into it? I I don't want to crap on anyone's parade, but yeah, I'm just kinda eh, you know, don't really care. I mean I have steep through some like, you know, PlayStation Plus and or uh, Xbox free game of the month and I still haven't taken the time to play that. So it's like uh, I'm just 
I know even if I bought it, I probably wouldn't play it. And then to me, that's that'd be the worst crime right then and there. So steep seems to be more more steeped, but in uh, reality. <laughs> Yeah. Whereas SSX Tricky is straight up un over the top unbelievable. I mean, you're 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 basically passing the board through your one of the tricks you can do is run the board through your body like a Houdini <laughs> trick while you're jumping off of eight hundred foot cliff. You know, it's like that's why I love uh, S, uh Tricky SSX and Tricky in particular because that's what made those games fun because they weren't they weren't anywhere close to reality. Yeah, they were mm. like racing games with a snow snowboarding motif, really. You know, with uh, some tricks like Tony Hawk added to the mix. So, so to me, a Riders Republic to do like a lot of online like six v six competitions and doing a lot of that stuff. I'm grateful that's there for uh, people that want to use that, but to me, it doesn't speak to me. So I don't think it speaks to any of us either. So, <laughs> oh no, day one, dude. Day one? Okay, go for it, man. I hate you so much. <laughs> Gonna be joking over here. I'm I'm trying to be serious with this news, man. Come on. Oh, so. sorry. <laughs> Next thing, they should let everyone know that they're still working on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They got another... Uh, years worth of updates and fixes and the next expansion the siege of paris coming out and they do have a new discovery tour viking age that will be free for everyone on here and i think i was commenting about this i'll play valhalla once uh i know that they've done updating everything and i could play it because i know it'll be bug free by then and be able to enjoy it as is i know kev you are uh, very much no Valhalla for you, right? Oh, I haven't given a damn about Assassin's Creed since Black Flag. It, none of none of these other none of those games post post that title are you don't assassinate anybody. You're just running around hacking and beating up a whole bunch of people using a fight mechanic that's really not all that great. So nah, I'll if I want to play Assassin's Creed, I, I got the Ezio trilogy, I got Black Flag, um, I got Assassin's Creed uh, two. I'm good. Yeah, I mean right now, I mean basically the formula for that series is open world like action RPG, basically is what it is, and so it's definitely not where Assassin's Creed had been in the past. So. But it's evolving, you know. Whether it's evolving and kind of not speaking to you, I could definitely. No, cool, it ain't I, speaking to me at all. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I have no preconceived notions because I really haven't played any of the prior games in the series except for dabbling with the, the original Assassin's Creed. And it's one of my shames, and I do have a bunch of games in my backlog to get to, and I will. I could play at my leisure if I want to as well. Yeah, yeah I think I, I played and finished all of them up to uh, up through Flag, and that's where I, that's where I stopped caring when they went into Origins and did that. Uh, souls inspired nonsense no no thank We're you done done any thoughts on this des as far as assassin's creed valhalla no i've never played i never really got into assassin's creed as a as a whole and 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 i don't feel like i've missed anything so i think it's great for people who love it but um yeah i'm not really into it so yay yeah, um, they also showed Far Cry 6, and so they showed story vignettes with Giancarlo Esposito on there and a little bit of a snippet of some gameplay 
on there. They talked about the season pass also, where you become some of the villains and the prior, you know, Far Cries on there, including Voss, um, Pagan Men, and uh, Joseph Seed on there. So I'll have to see what all that business is with that. Um, Far Cry 6 is like a day one for me, but I need to play a little bit more Far, Far Cry 5. I think I didn't get deep into that game, and I still want to on here. Any impressions of Far Cry 6? What you guys, are you amped for it, or are you kind of wait and see, or uh-uh-uh? I'll probably end up playing it with you um, because they're probably going to do a they're probably going to do one of those multiplayer things where you can play with your friend like they did on Far Cry I think it was 4 so I will probably end up playing that with you to check it out first and then if it if it is fun and I enjoy it then I will probably uh, I might pick it up again the formula, like it's like, like same they don't, formula, yeah. Yeah, they don't they don't stray from that formula at all. So I'm kind of looking at it like, you know, is this how different is this going to be from anything else that 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 they've made? So part of me yeah. is kind of like, you know, do I really need to, you know, worry about this? Um, yeah, so, I so mean, far. I mean, Thailand, Montana. Um, the uh, ancient ages with Far Cry Primal and now Primal. So yeah, this is like Far Cry Cuba, basically. So yeah, exactly. And I'm, so so I'm just trying to. So again, I'm trying to say like you know, okay, you know how 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 different is this going to be? You know that I need to spend like seventy dollars. You know on this is this is this going to be uh, different enough for me? So yeah. so again, I don't think it's going to be bad. Because I think um, uh, the main protagonist and actor, like I really like. So I think for this one, what's really, what's really pushing the 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 what's really pushing me to kind of check it out is the fact of the villain, and and he gave that interview uh, on on the summer gaming. He did a he did a quick interview with um, with Jeff Keeley. Uh, yeah with Jeff Keeley, and he. For me, is the is the selling factor for the game. So that's why I'm thinking because like he, he he, I really like him as an actor, and I followed his career for a very long time. So now that's why I'm kind of like you know maybe this is maybe you know this this will be a really good one. Maybe you know it'll it'll really have a really you know good narrative. Although I think all of the narratives for the Far Cry have been pretty good. Um, and I know they like to be narrative focused. It's just the gameplay, like that gameplay. It's like um, it's like it's, it's like Assassin's Assassin's Creed. You know, it's like it's the same game over and over again with like a different veneer. And so part of me is just like, do I really want to to play that? Like, do I really want to to to, to experience that? So so I think I'm gonna try and test it. I think I'm gonna test it with you, uh, Joe, and see how how it plays. And then if it plays really well, then um, then I might end up picking it up. But I was I picked up um, the last Far Cry. I picked it up, um, and I was like, okay, this is the Far Cry that's going to get me into it. Like, and I played it, and I was like, okay, this is okay. But then once it got into like sort of the rote, the the rote gameplay, I was just like, eh, this is kind of boring. And then and it, it only ever picked up when you and I played together. You know that that was the fun. You know that I had. 
you know, running over racists and stuff. Like I, that was fantastic. <laughs> so I, I know what you played a little bit of Far Cry Five on your computer, right, Kev? I remember. So yeah, I mean, this is what's going to happen. I buy Far Cry Far Cry Six. I play it for several hours and then get bored of shooting people in the face. Yes, that's what I'm worried that's about. That's really that I know that's what because I you know I like the actor too, and it looks like this game may actually have a really good story. And I thought Far Cry Five had a good story too, but man, at the end of the day, I'm just going from point A to point point B, shooting folks in the face, getting getting dudes trying to crash into me on the road, shooting them in the face, trying to get to the to the waypoint, shoot more people in the face, and it's just over and over and over again and I, I i like the idea that that robotech backpack that the main character has i mean i think they're trying to add some interesting aspects to the gameplay but i'm where i think that at the end of the day all i'm going to be doing is i'll enjoy it for several hours and then i'll be done and yeah that that's exactly how it was for the uh for the last one when i played mm. and i was just like like this is fun, but it really was only fun when I was playing with um with Joe. I'm not sure. I was looking, Des. I don't think they have a buddy pass like in the Far Cry's in the past. So, but well, uh, then that's just that's just sad. <laughs> you know, it it comes out in September. You know, if if need be, Black Friday's not too far after that. You know, it's like uh, I think you should, yeah. I pre- I pre-ordered this, but I pre-ordered because I found it on a price mistake on walmart.com so like i can't be mad at that buddy um i'm about 60 bucks but i'm getting the deluxe edition with the season pass and the steelbook so again i cannot be mad at that so yeah. you I'll, I'll keep i'll keep an eye out for you guys too just in case if if this looks interesting after it does come out and if you guys want to play some multiplayer if need be and of course you listeners out there if you want to play definitely let us know as well let us know because it might be the tipping point for us to possibly, you know, get some multiplayer going for this one on that. And they ended the Ubi Forward, a Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope that looked cute. A sequel to Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, uh, Mario's in Space with some space shooters. They had like rabid versions of Super Mario Galaxy characters like Rabbit Rosalina in the game. And so, uh, any impressions on this, Des? Uh, no. Uh, aside that I'm probably gonna buy it for Paul, <laughs> and yeah. I never really got I never really got over the fact that Mario is using like dual pistols. It's just like <laughs> like it, it, that's kind of weird, right? That's kind of yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know. It's just it's, it's kinda kinda you weird, never expected right? Mario to be in a game with rabbits either. <laughs> I, I'm fine with that. Like the rabbits, great, whatever. But it's yeah. just it's just him with. <clears throat> With uh, with the pistols, I'm like, oh, pew pew pew, yeah, yeah, Mandalero, he's coming out, yeah, I don't know. And then they ended the show with like one more thing with Eve Levine coming on, and they introduced Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. So it's the mm. not Avatar the Last Bend Airbender, it's James Cameron's Pandora and the Avatar movie on there. So and this is being developed by Massive, the same team that did division and division two so that's what they're working on on there and i could not be (laughs) any less interested in this thing i don't Mm -hmm. i mean i have no thoughts about avatar i never seen the movie and it's pretty good like you should you should you should probably see the movie movie's actually not that bad 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This looks like a, it's an open world game, of course, and it, it does look pretty on there. And, uh, you know, it's coming out in 2022 on there. And, uh, there's some air-to-air combat as well in this thing. Any of you two interested in this at all, or just like no, no, I'm good. Okay, no. we don't need to talk about it any further then. But any of you guys out there interested, definitely let us know. So uh, then from there, just real quick, we'll talk about the Volver Digital. They did show a couple of games with you know obviously their crazy ass um, presentation, of course. Uh, Trek to Yumi or Yomi was shown, which is a black and white homage to uh, uh, early Japanese cinema on there. It's a, like a left to right, like, you know, uh, cinematic uh, action game on there. It's all in black and white. It just looked pretty badass. It's from uh, Flying Wild Hog, which is the same team that did um, Shadow Warrior 1, 2, and the upcoming 3 on there it's coming out for everything in uh, 2022 uh, any impressions on this i really liked what i saw of it so that looked good mm-hmm. that looked good i mean that first day i think devolver digital had the had the best show uh yeah that first day uh, the, the, there were more games in here than than actually pretty you might want to say the second second day too but uh they had they had quite a they had a few games in here that kind of grabbed my attention and Trek of Yomi was probably at the top of that list. Yeah. They also showed a Wizard with a Gun, which is an online co-op sandbox survival game on there. And that did look interesting. It's coming to PC and consoles in 2022 on there. Um, they also showed uh, Demon Throttle. And what's kind of crazy about Demon Throttle is it's an exclusive, physical exclusive uh, coming out for Switch, and basically you'd have to go ahead and pre-order the game from their website. It's not going to be released digitally at all. And I know some people are kind of against that because of the fact that, you know, you're going to get a bunch of people just buying these games up uh, and, uh, you know, obviously hoarding them. Uh, but you know, the thing about this particular game is that they're not limiting the print run. So I know that... Uh, there's this other company, Special Rare Games, I believe, is or um, try to think of the name of the label, but they're also doing this, but they're limiting the print run on there to a certain set amount of copies, and that just kind of gets people in the mix where all they're going to do is buy it like a Wall Street investment and buy it and put it, in, put it on the shelf, not open it, not play it. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's terrible. I know it's terrible, but Demon Throttle looks pretty badass it's a it's a 8-bit inspired game from developer Doinksoft, the the creators of uh, gato roboto on here but uh it's a nintendo switch exclusive and um you know it just it looks fun and any impressions on demon throttle kev yeah it looked okay um i'm kind of like i've said before i'm kind of starting to get over the 8-bit 16-bit look of some of these smaller titles um, but it's in a, the gameplay is in a vein that I like, which is kind of like, uh, almost like twin stick inspired gameplay. So I, I'll probably take a look at it. Good deal. Good deal. And so Devolver, it was pretty good. We'll go back and take a look, but that's what was shown at that conference. And then of course, 
I'm just going to mention this real quick. We don't have to talk about it. We just have to say that Gearbox basically um, shat, shat the bed, basically, with their, oh, yeah. their 30-minute conference on there. They had Randy Pitchford on there. Roman has said the Borderlands, the movie, and is about as inconsequential as uh, um, looking into the toilet after you got done doing the, the number two on there. That's how bad <laughs> wow. it was. It was bad. Yeah, it was bad on there you were you know. not you were not happy though huh yeah that was a trash show i'm not i'm not unhappy it's just you know i did kind of waste my uh, half hour watching that so uh so nothing we got the same trailer for tiny tina's um tiny tina's uh, game wonderlands uh as we saw on jeff Keeley's extravaganza we got to say to see the same trailer for uh, Tribes of Midgard is, that was shown on the Summer Games Fest as well. And uh, that was it. And then I got to see uh, Randy Pitchford kind of try to hi-fi uh, Kevin Hart and seeing Kevin Hart like kind of like, you know, talk crap on him. And, uh, and they, they were showing some quote-unquote funny bits between that were cringeworthy mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, showing some splices of the Homeworld game that they uh, got publishing rights to that they're remaking at the moment homeworld's like a big sci-fi pc only game that is beloved and gearbox bought it quite a few years ago and now they're working on the sequel but uh, you know the cuts to that we're showing little snippets between the other vignettes and it just was so like okay why are they showing this here and now they're not showing it and so I'm not going to talk about it anymore. It's bad. <laughs> any, any other thoughts about Gearbox? No. None okay. whatsoever. Get that magic thumb drive there, Randy Pitcher, and go stick it where the sun doesn't shine. Leave <laughs> that alone. <laughs> he made a mistake. He made a mistake. He left his porn out, out in the wild at medieval times. So. <laughs> Who in the hell keeps porn on the damn thumb drive? <laughs> when you're, when you're, when you're Randy Pitchford. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you're, when, you're, when you're sharing that love. <laughs> that's magic, that's for sure. That is magic. So, And speaking of magic, we're going to go and talk to our next topic, which is going to be the Microsoft Bethesda showcase from uh, Sunday on there. So, of course. Well, I know that this is what you've been waiting for. Uh, I actually, you know, I invited Des. Uh, I was, you know, I'm, you know, unbeknownst to anyone that listens to this podcast, I am a member of the Xbox, like MVP, not MVP, but the uh, like. Uh, I'm a game advisor. I applied on the slide, and so I've I've gotten some Xbox Game Fest invites, and I got to watch a live stream with Phil Spencer, Aaron Greenberg, Pete Hines, you name it. I was watching that right before the show because I was anticipating. Uh, this event on there, so mm-hmm. member of the mm-hmm. Illuminati. I'm imagine that. Illuminati. Never... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you and your best friend Lefty Brown are watching it. <laughs> you watching? No, that? no, no, no. But you know, I'm, you know, I was on Discord and I was actually sharing the game uh, Xbox Fan Fest stream just in case anyone wanted to hop in, and and he was playing Rock Band. I believe or Mass Effect. <laughs> You should have talked to him. You should have said, hey, buddy. You should have sent a message. Hey, I'm sharing the stream for FanFest there. So, Fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, FanFest is actually, it was okay. I mean, it is for what it is. It's a fan event. I got an an actual coupon code. I can get a Xbox E3 2021 glass with my gamer tag on it. Or I could customize it for anything I want. I get, I get it for half off. So so I, I get a 2021 X, Xbox E3 pint glass with my gamer tag on it, just in case. Well, that's cool. I know, but enough about FanFest. We're going to talk about the Xbox Bethesda Games Showcase. So they let it off with, you know, you, you know it, you want and love it, uh, Starfield. And we finally get to see what Starfield is. And so they did we really did. We did. Yeah, did yeah. Really? They, they showed a CG trailer of what the game is and a date. So <laughs> We actually know what this game is now? Uh, okay. No, we do not. <laughs> Now, there's been subsequent interviews with Todd Howard that talks more about what the game is and so on and so forth. But during the conference, we, you know, unfortunately with this uh, particular showcase, there is a lot of CG trailers and not a lot of gameplay, unfortunately. And this is one of them where this occurred. And Starfield, of course, they showed that it is Xbox exclusive that is exclusively on the Series X and S and PC, and it's going to be coming out in November 11th, 2022. So we're going to have to wait a year and a half for this game to come out. And of course, it's going to be day one on Xbox Games Pass as well. So any thoughts about the Starfield trailer, gentlemen? No. What no? Do you, uh, just, uh, we, can, we can move on. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I just wanted more. I, I, like, I, I, we got I mean, it's it. like we don't okay. know what the hell the game is. And what this game was announced, what, two years ago? Three years ago? I can't remember. Yeah, it was oh, at a Bethesda E3 conference where they just showed the, the, the logo yeah. and so, said, hey, we're so working on this. Basically, that's what we, we got a trailer and a logo and a date. Still no, not even, not even a screenshot of, of what, of, you know, even a, a gameplay impression. We just yeah. get somebody sitting in a in, in a ship getting ready to take off. Okay, but, great. But but that shows, Kev. That shows that 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 they're that 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 it's coming. It's like it's there, you know. <laughs> you got know? to see some cool key art. I mean, I I like the art style of that key art. Yeah, was I was. Um, there's a couple of people that I watch on you know on YouTube and. They're really like big, like Bethesda fans, and they're really big um, uh, Starfield fans, and so they were really interested in what's going on. And so they were talking about doing like deep dives, and they did a deep dive uh, about what 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 the possibility. And I haven't watched the deep dive yet, but I guess like they're, they're they're looking for Easter eggs, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, that's maybe they put an Easter egg in it, maybe you know, there's something going on that um that we missed or that is not there yet or or that is going to tell us that it's it's super awesome or or whatnot i'm not really sure um but a better easter egg is gameplay i i I know that much a better easter egg is showing people okay this is a screenshot of you know of you exploring and maybe doing a breakdown of what your HUD looks like, what, what their, their idea is in, in behind it and putting certain things where they are, what you're going to be doing. Nothing. 
You're absolutely right. nothing. I, I don't know how you can be. I mean, I, I don't know how you can be uh, hyped for something that you don't even know what the hell it is. And it's not like there's a uh, there was a Starfield one and this is Starfield two. You know, it was like, well, it's going to be similar to the first one. We, there's nothing to draw on. No, so I, I agree. This this was. Uh, uh-uh. I don't know. I'm hey, if people are if if people like it, I love it for them. But but I was just like, this is what you're giving us after two years, three years talking about this. They've okay. actually been talking about it for a lot longer. You yeah. know that it was it was released like maybe five, six, seven years ago. But but just like oh, Elder that's Scrolls, even worse. Yeah, you know, just like Elder Scrolls, you never really knew what was going on, and then finally they they gave us a. Um, they gave us a uh, a teaser, which was the actual, it's coming. And so I think they yeah. honestly just pull this shit out of their ass every so often <laughs> to be like, you know, hey, remember this game? We still got it in the pipeline. And, and now they're trying to make... Um, if they've been talking it. about this game for seven years... Or, or longer. Can't nobody talk about Last Guardian and how long they Sony was talking about that. And between that and the time the game actually showed up... Y'all need to keep your mouth shut about how long one company takes to bring a finished product out. If they've been talking about Starfield for seven years, it hasn't been seven, and they or, teased it in twenty eighteen. So, well, you know, I was about no, but, to say but, that seems like an awful long time. Okay, they might have teased it then, Joe, but they were talking about it before then. Because yeah, it was like in the rumor mills, and I think it was talking with creators i'm not sure but yeah about, about about bethesda's space game you know yeah. because they have because they have a dystopian apocalyptic game they have a fantasy game and this was supposed to be their 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 sci-fi game mm. so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and i did take a look i know they showed something earlier today like with some character art and design but uh like the we really don't know what the game is. We really don't know. We know that it's built on a new engine called the Creation Engine 2. That wasn't even revealed in the trailer on there. So, you know, it's to me, it's a big nothing burger until I see more on there. So, mm, Nothing burger sounds good. Yeah. Next thing <laughs> they showed was a Stalker 2. So, you know, they that announced this. Ever. A, yeah, they went on. The trailer kind of went crazy. Yeah, they announced this like with a, uh, just like a... Uh, vignette and a logo last time in the previous uh xbox event and they finally got to show some of the gameplay on there and unfortunately the gameplay reveal with lot with the like um little story vignettes kind of went a little bit too long for my taste on there so and a lot of people don't know what Stalker is. I heard a lot of impressions online. Oh, this is like Metro. <laughs> so, I mean, and... yeah, I asked you. I was like, because because I, I think I, uh, it was that in that in that Chernobyl game, and I was just like, I, 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 is this Metro? <laughs> I was like, what are we watching? <laughs> well, it just I'll I'll give a short history here, and this is coming from someone that I don't. I mean, I'm familiar with Stalker one. I actually have Stalker one in my game room somewhere. Uh, this game came back out like in the mid 2000s. It was published by a company called uh, GSC Game World on there, and it was a very like slow plotting, like you know, it's like a first person shooter, but it had a lot of weighted elements with environment and survival aspects of it. And after that point, then um, 
they kind of separated uh, once the game came out in 2007. The team that worked on this kind of went off and worked on the Metro games, at least part of the team did. And obviously, they still had the license with the the company with the GSC Game World. And so whoever was left in that company, a lot of people were wondering what the hell they were doing and if they were ever going to release a sequel to this game. You know, this, this game got kind of caught into where it was published by THQ. <laughs> and, you know, obviously you remember when THQ went out of business and kind of was floating around a little bit on there. But uh, this is them finally coming back to the table and uh, getting back to the world. And a lot of people enjoyed the first Stalker game, but it was only on PC on here. So, and uh, that's where it stands right now. That's why it's kind of similar to the Metro series is because uh, some of the, a lot of the same designers that worked on the first one worked on the Metro series. So, and so you're kind of expecting a lot of the same type of gameplay, you know, and kind of see, take it from there on there and what they showed at least the first person shooter aspects looked okay to me and i'm interested a little bit more i don't know what you two feel about it i felt it was very generic um like i said i'm not an fps guy typically so an fps really has to do something to impress me either mechanically aesthetically something and what i saw if i wouldn't have known it was stalker 2 i would have thought it, it was another Metro, I would have thought it would have been Uncle Remus' first-person shooter for all that, you know. Yeah. I see a dude, I see a dude with, 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 a, with, a, with a submachine gun, put, on a, put it on a suppressor and a scope, and go into town. That, yeah. that, I can see that anywhere. I just did not see anything that separated it from anything else. Yeah, I would agree. It just seemed yeah. kind of, all right, you know, it, it seemed like, okay, it's another, like, I seriously thought it was Metro. So I was like, okay. So it's something that at least for me, it's like, okay, I know I have game pass. I know that I could play it if I want to, when it does come out and it's slated for April 28th next of next year. So it's not too, too far away. It's almost like less than a year away. So we'll, so we'll see once it does come out, you know, just, you know, to me, Xbox, I think I've said on previous episodes to me, Xbox is like a kind of a, like a bonus for me. You know, it's like I get to pick and choose. Xbox is Game Pass to me because I don't purchase games on Xbox outside of Games Pass, and I have no need to. It's a, my Xbox Series X is my Game Pass box, basically. So, yeah, but I mean that. See, and and this is just my perspective, and, and we'll, this is I thought this became more apparent as the show went on. Games Pass is not an excuse for mediocrity. Yeah, for sure. I'm sorry, it's not. I, I, you know, most people bought a paid five hundred dollars for this box, okay? And for at least, and I, I granted this is all, a lot of this is subjective and according to taste, and I understand all that. But I saw a shitload of mediocrity on this show. You know, in, in compared to the a lack of gameplay, I'm sorry, but it, it's like if you're if you've if you've put five hundred dollars on a product that's supposed to play great games, and your response when you're seeing these titles that you know, well, you know, I don't really like it, but it's on Games Pass, so it's great, or I don't really care for it, <laughs> but it's on Games Pass, but it's great. That's no excuse for mediocrity. I'm sorry. 
It, it's just not. Now, it's one thing if, if they showed everything and you loved it, thought it was great, or you saw 50% you saw that you liked, or 60, 70, 90, whatever, you know, hey, different strokes for different folks. That's wonderful. You like it. I love it for you. But I saw a whole lot of mediocrity in this show. And, and Games the, Pass is not an excuse. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think uh, looking through the lens of, oh, it's just on Game Pass, so it doesn't matter. I want to look at this show like if I was going to pr- spend 60 or 70 bucks on some of these games. And I could tell you right now, Stalker 2, I wouldn't pay 60 or 70 bucks for it. And I will not buy it day one. So, you know. And so I think uh, we could look at that lens for a lot of these games and kind of judge the... Um, conference from that viewpoint versus just okay it's on game pass so everything's all gravy we're all eating good here at the golden corral of gaming over here so y'all so. had happy steak not even golden corral you said happy steak wow <laughs> wow taking us back with the happy steak oh yeah for for listeners happy steak was a fresno based steak chain that was kind of like sizzler probably even worse than sizzler but it was still good just like sizzler that had good cheese toast so <laughs> cheese toast was the bomb though do not talk about cheese cheese toast was the bomb cheese toast that happy steak was the bomb it's pretty good at sizzler so in fact our local sizzler open by the way so if you guys want malibu chicken and little strips of steak known as uh, beef that you could go and grab that, you know. After wow. COVID, the salad bar is probably now open too. So I you know, go, know that go, we go. were. Uh, I didn't know that we were uh, doing uh, doing stuff for uh, for Sizzlers and Happy Steak. I didn't know that we were like, are they giving us money for this? Or I didn't know we were repping them. I, I think if this show's small enough not to get a copyright strike, <laughs> I don't think Sizzler or Happy Steak are are gonna be uh, chomping at the bit for our sponsorship money over there to say hey talk about sizzler hey, talk hey about you know what bar. dude that's that's a goal of mine like i want to get i want to get that sizzler that sizzler endorsement for you the for, for gaming vessels would y'all wouldn't y'all wouldn't your listeners love that wouldn't you listeners be more interested in uh in sizzler if we if we if we at the end of the show we, we say oh now from a word from our sponsor sizzlers you know that'd be awesome hey if i could get free malibu chicken out of it i'll be down you are insane (laughs) well the next game they showed was a teaser trailer for a new game called contraband which is supposed to be a co-op smuggling game uh, based in the 1970s bayonne on there and um, it's from avalanche studios they are working with microsoft um, to create this open world co-op title um, you know, obviously if you're not familiar with the avalanche it's not the avalanche that did the toy story games it's the avalanche that did just cause <laughs> and uh, also generation zero on there so they are working with microsoft and, and i think there is a date of i think march of next year for this one there might not even be a date but we haven't seen any gameplay we have no idea what it is on there there uh hopefully you know they could say that it's vast open worlds with stunning vistas and incredible emergent gameplay moments i didn't see nothing so i'm not gonna they comment said the same thing about sea of thieves and we all know how that turned out yeah. Well, speaking of Sea of Thieves, they had a nice long trailer of the Captain Jack Sparrow and uh, the Pirate's Life expansion, which will be out on June 22nd. On there, it looks like there is a uh, story-based campaign for Sea of Thieves, finally. 
I know they they had some vignettes in the game, but uh, I am not interested in this. Any of you two interested in the nope. Pirates Life? Nope. <laughs> it's a Pirates Life for me, buddy. You know, like some somebody posted or 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 mentioned uh, character models of Jack Sparrow in this, and they compared them to Kingdom Hearts Two on the PlayStation Two. Really? And they said like. Why does the PlayStation 2 version of Captain Jack Sparrow look better than the one in wow. <laughs> And it's like, you know, it is what I mean, it is what it is. I mean, maybe and it goes beyond just just you know, art aesthetic. It is just I don't know what's going over going on over there at at Microsoft first party studio development. I I I just don't know. I don't think they know either, Kev. <laughs> I mean, to be completely honest, I don't think they know either. There's kind of like, oh, we got we got we got to make this money. We got this IP. Let's do it. And you're like, okay. Well. I mean, now Captain Jack goes well with with CFDs. You know, pirate to pirate. You know, I get that. I think that's a good match. But man, I I, I could be uh, any less interested than no. I, I I'm nothing's gonna get me to play Sea of Thieves. I'm sorry. So <laughs> but it's Sea of Thieves. My I God. know. Stop playing Devil's Advocate, okay? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just trying to help. But... I know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Next game that showed was Annapurna's uh, Twelve Minutes on there, which is that game where they showed just an overhead viewpoint and obviously you're reliving the uh, same scene in a time loop of 12 minutes it looked interesting from the prior times that they showed it and they finally have a release date for it on there i know it's going to be coming out on august 19th on there on games pass and on xbox so uh, they have some good character uh, actor um, voice actors in this game including william defoe and daisy ridley on there so ritter John Ritter, it's Daisy Ritter, Daisy Ridley. I'm reading from the. I thought it was Riddler, Riddler, yeah. like like Riddler. No, no, it's the same. It's the same woman that uh, was in what the new Star, Star Wars. Wars movie. Yeah, she's yeah. Ray. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Well, cool. All right. Next game they showed Psychonauts Two from Double Fine. That was the okay. only one that got me in. Like I was like, okay, let's do this. I was like, I'm finally. Kinda, I'm, I'm kind of down for it too, but uh, yeah, it's, it looks. <laughs> Joe's all like, Joe's all. <laughs> so we did talk about the day of the devs, but Joe. So day of the devs. Just a quick story during day of the devs, which is great. They show a whole bunch of different, you know, um, indie games and stuff. And it had Tim Schafer. And so Tim Schafer was the one that opened it up. And they were in this beautiful, like, garden. And I don't know what it was or not. <laughs> Joe was all like, oh, it's Tim Schafer. <laughs> he, he's, he's looking, you know, uh, what did you say, Joe? He was, he, 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 he's, like, he, he's eating good off he's, that Microsoft money. <laughs> he's eating good. And I was like, oh. I was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, because he was so, like in a, uh, I'm assuming because he's from the Bay Area in California, he's in a nice San Francisco house with a beautiful backyard with uh, some like a Day of the Devs like motif in there. And I'm yeah. assuming this is his personal residence because they're all streaming from home and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it, it was looks funny. like. Yeah. <laughs> Joe had me rolling. This is like, so that, that, all that, all that next money. And then, and then, so the reason I'm bringing this up is because 
when you said that, I was like, you know what, that's fine and all, but they haven't shown me hardly anything because because like the like that rad game and, and the other games that they were that they were doing, it just they're not like they're not that good, you know. Um, and they've been doing a lot of roguelikes. So when when I saw that it was Psychonauts 2, which which is arguably their biggest franchise, I was like, okay, I'm here for it. And so when I saw it and I saw the trailer for it and I saw the gameplay and um I think there was gameplay. I remember I remember there being gameplay for it. Um it looked really good. And I was like, oh crap. All right. You know, so this is this is where the money's going. I was like, okay, you know, so I was I was I was pretty pretty happy about about what I saw. So out of all the things that were shown, I think that was that was the one that really kind of like okay now I see what what Bethesda is um, or what or what this studio can do, well, you know what, what one of their studios is, is doing, so to speak. I was like, okay, like this is this is fun, and I was I was ready for it. Now they've been working on this for a while. If you just for a little history lesson, they had a Kickstarter for this game back mm-hmm. in 2015 at the end of 2015, and so uh, they were working on on this game for quite a bit of time, even before they were required by Microsoft. And so, because of that reason, this game is actually coming out for everything under the sun on there. So, you know, for you those of you that have Xbox, uh, can play it day one on Games Pass. But it's also being released for uh, PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five. It's also coming out on Steam as well. So. On there, and it's going to release for Mac and Linux in the future. So they've got all the platforms covered on this. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you're going to, are you going to buy this day one, Des, on PS5? Uh, uh, yes, I will be playing it on PS5. I will not be playing it on Xbox, but I'm very, very, very happy that it is, um, that it is coming out. Like, uh, this was a really fun uh, game. It was a really fun, uh, f- fun franchise. And I'm, I'm I'm happy to see that it is back, and it looks just as weird as you would expect a a Double Fine game to to look. Like I really am a fan of Double Fine, and so I have you know a a, a picture of Brutal Legend signed by him and two of the other by Tim Schafer and two of the other creative uh, developers for Brutal Legend, and that game was just okay. And but I really love I really love their um, as a studio, I just really loved their 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 I guess message. Their messaging was just really kind of like, yeah, this is this is fun. So I was really distraught when they got when they got bought by uh, Microsoft. But then again, you got to think about you know these these power moves uh, will allow them to do bigger and better things. And it looks like uh, this is one of those bigger and better things. So this. Like stuff like this is what makes me want to get excited for Xbox, um, and but the, but the fact that I can play it on my PS5 is even better. So, yeah, and we'll have to see because after this game, obviously they're going to be free to develop what they're going to, and not like they had to kickstart this one to get it up to uh, financial proof as far as getting it off the ground and so this is the last game that they have to worry about getting financing for that you know exactly. that uh, you know Phil Spencer and Aaron Greenberg and 
everyone will fill them pockets up so they can eat good, not worry where the next meal's coming from, and and create a way on there. So I'm here for it. I'm here for yeah. it. Bring him, bring it for them. Let them, let them do it. You know, I I I think it's awesome, and I'm super excited for them. Um, so 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 that game, that game made me like excited when when that popped in. I was like, oh okay, like let's 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 see what's going on. So all right, so yeah, and then, I'm, I'm excited. Next thing they showed was uh, Pete Hines came on stage, and of course they announced that they're bringing all these back catalog Bethesda games, the Games Pass on there. So. Um, not non-story. I know that they're also patching uh, Doom Eternal for current gen consoles. On there, of course, on that stage, they're not going to tell you that they're patching also the PS5 version for <laughs> all the bells and whistles. But they are uh, still supporting the all the versions that previously have come out. So that's a good thing for them. Uh, they also led into the latest Fallout 76 uh expansion so steel rain is coming out um it looks like you know from it looks like a uh, civil war in the brotherhood of steel kind of look like uh they have an aoc looking female in one <laughs> suit and then some like you know big rah-rah republican <laughs> guy in the other on there no going at going it on. I was like, yeah i had no okay. idea Gerald I mean, might looks, be able to give us the lowdown. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, Gerald, this is your this is your section, buddy. This is your section, buddy. You know, yeah. we we don't know what's going on. All this drama for your mama and the Brotherhood of Steel, like the young and the restless kind of Fallout seventy six drama. There, you know, so. I'm about to play it. You know, now because the the here's the thing about Fallout seventy six is I didn't want to touch it because of 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 the gameplay, because of how broken it was when it first launched. After, like, I think it's a year and a half, two years out, you know, from the date that it was released, I'm thinking, okay, is this, they got a couple of patches under their belt, they know what they're doing now, I hope, uh, is this the time to try it? Is this the time to, to, to see how it goes? Because I'm, I, like, I'm all for one, probably will give a, will give a, um, a game a chance, you know, unless it's just feels straight up like garbage, and I don't waste my time, but I'm thinking, Okay, you know, is this is this the time, you know, to to fire up Fallout seventy six and try it out? You know, is this do is this is this what we're doing now? So I'm actually thinking about it. You still have that like three dollar copy I bought at GameStop for you on your oh, shelf yeah. then, right? Yeah, I, mean, I still have the PS four version and I might I might plug it in and see um uh and see what it's like. Like I'm thinking, you know, now's the time for me to kind of, you know, check it out and see what's going on with it. Um, yeah. So. Talk to our talk to our good friend Gerald. He'll help you out. We'll, we'll probably help level you up and navigate. Oh, no, the... no, 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 no. You have to. You have to. You have to play too. Hello. Like no. I'll play. I'll play. I'm down. I ain't playing by myself, buddy. Mm-mm. Okay. So, so how about you... Kev? Are you gonna play too? Hell yeah, no. <laughs> You already know the answer to that. I ain't rocking with no Fallout 76. I mean, if, if y'all like it, I'm happy for you. But no, y'all gonna take that journey without me. <laughs> he's like, he's like, see ya. I segue to you just for the comedy gold. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's like that dad dropping you off at camp. See ya. <laughs> Have fun. See ya. Send me a postcard. <laughs> Thank you for delivering on hail to the number of With those deuces, it was like, peace. I'm out. <laughs> He's gonna peel out, drop us off, and peel out. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. That was great. 
Well, speaking of the hell to the no-nos, the next game that they showed was Party Animals, which is a, another <laughs> <laughs> physics-based, like, multiplayer brawl game, like uh, Gang Beast and uh, Human Fall Flat, and uh, it includes one of the developers uh, has a um, dog named Nemo, a corgi that's in the game, so... So on there cute. so yeah, so cute but guess what i don't want to play it so you know uh I, those... why is this game coming out in 2022 why wasn't this one of those you download it later today because it looks that game looks like it could have been programmed in a, in a day with with <laughs> you know <laughs> at, at some coding workshop i'm Kev's over here killing us. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Mm. I, I, well, this five, 12 T flops of power. Okay. I got you. <laughs> All right. Well, they actually showed some cool indie games, which we'll talk about next. Uh, next game they showed was Replaced on here, which had a cool, like, uh, pixel art, art style, you know, kind of HD ified on there um and uh, what i saw was pretty good it's coming out in 2022 um you know it's like all like dystopian blade runner type motif going on on here i do have a description of the plot but why read it you go in and take a look once it does come out in 2022 it's coming out for all xbox platforms and also uh steam as well on there so any thoughts about replaced that looked good I, i liked replaced that looks like it's that that looks like kind of like some John Wick type stuff going on in two D. Uh, yeah, that's that 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 game looked really interesting. Yeah, I like the combat and the whole, like little like you know, little death animations after like you know doing some hand to hand combat in there. So, and next game they showed uh, actually was this game called Somerville, and a lot of people were commenting that it had some aspects of. Um, like uh what's what's those two ga- games from play dead i'm trying to remember off the limbo and um what was the other game from play dead des mm, i don't know uh i know limbo and then the one with the little kid well they're always running off to the side um <clears throat> that was the, the the their latest one inside 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 yeah, yeah limbo and inside inside was the yeah. one that with the, with the blob and the weirdness yeah yeah one. so actually they uh, some the co-founder of Play Dead is working uh, along with a, a other team, and this is the result of it. And I actually thought this game looked pretty cool on there. It's like it showed like a protagonist running with their uh, family, a wife and a child, and I think an animal as well. And so it kind of had a lot of different like you know different angles. 2D, of course, it has that like kind of walking simulator like uh, kind of motif. We really don't know what it is about as far as the plot, but it looks like uh, that there's some aliens invading and so on and so forth. Any um, impressions of this? I thought it was a good trailer. I just want to see more on that for me. So It's always aliens invading. Why can't they come and say hi? I know. <laughs> it looked so, interesting. It looked interesting um, that I, I really didn't get a good idea. I mean, even though that was in-game gameplay, quote-unquote, but yeah. really, there was no gameplay really going on. You were just running from one scene to another. But it looks like it could be, it could be kind of interesting. Could be kind of interesting. 
kind of reminds me of like out of this world out of that i was about about to yeah i was thinking that when i first saw it out of this world kind of it kind of had that flavor to it yeah because you know, out of this world i know the sequel to or the game kind of similar in nature was flashback, flashback that added like a lot more of gunplay and actual gameplay out of there you know where it's out of this world was more puzzle based from mm. my old gamer memories of course of that game so uh, next game they showed was, you know, in the middle of the conference, hey, uh, 343 Studios came up on stage and they were talking about everything they're working on with Halo Infinite. So, mm-hmm. uh, of course, they showed a uh, cinematic with Master Chief in the game, of course. Again, we see more cinematics, um, but we did not see any sort of gameplay like they showed previously in last year's uh, 2020 conference on there, so we did not see Craig come back or any. I was sort waiting of, for uh, Craig. <laughs> I was waiting for Craig too. They they kind of showed the overview of the map they showed last year, but they showed a lot of multiplayer elements as well. That was the main focus. Of course, the multiplayer is free to play. You know, from what I saw, it looked good. Was it sixty dollars out of my pocket? Good hails to no So. But at least I know I'll be able to, you know, obviously play the free-to-play multiplayer and kind of take it from there. Any thoughts on Halo Infinite, uh, Kev? I know you probably have some words to say about this. So, Where was the single-player gameplay? That's what everybody's wanted to see. After the disaster showing they ha- had last year, people wanted to see, okay, how have you addressed the graph, the, the, the graph, the graphical representation in this game. And then they give you this bait and switch, you know, 30,000 miles up in the sky overview of the, of a section of, of the halo ring where you can't, you can't, you can see objects walking around and whether they're people or, or enemies walking around, but you don't know, you don't, they're not giving you that close up detail. Here's what I think. I think Craig is going to be back. He may have he may have a few more details on him, but I don't think that gameplay is is that graphical representation is going to change too much. And I think they're just trying to re- trying to figure out a great way to give you that spoonful of sugar with 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 that medicine. So that's why they hit you with that free to play multiplayer and didn't really mention anything other than that another cinematic trailer of Master Chief getting another AI, which I was thinking right when he plugged plugged the AI in that it was going to transition into some uh, narrative gameplay, but then no, they just they go into this the stage presentation and they bring you the multiplayer showcase and it's like okay y'all just did a bait and switch. Y'all yeah, just did don't a- don't look at it. Mm. Don't look at it, Kev. It's fine. Don't look. At it. <laughs> don't look at Craig. Craig's gone. No, it's like uh, it's it's. That I mean, and again, like I said before, they were more than happy to release that game last year to launch with the Series X until their what is arguably their most well-known franchise became a, a social media meme. And that's the only reason why they recalled it and, and supposedly trying to retool it. But it's like, what have you guys been doing? Why didn't you show anything? Why didn't you again, you know, even give us a, a a character model of of Craig or the brute 
and show us the differences between what was shown last year and what you guys are working on and just say hey, we're still working on it just let 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 the people know that that you've heard the the issues and you're addressing him nothing absolutely nothing so me i i'm not as passionate about this because i've dabbled with halos but i don't really i mean i you played more halos than i have kev and that's just like well, that's not I, saying I. That's not saying much, as I only pay. I played Halo one, two, three. Did I play four? And I played ODST. Yeah, um, I. I only played but, Halo one and two, so. You know, so and, and I would have played more, but my A three sixty red ringed when uh, ODST came out, so I never got a chance to start the fight. You know, let alone finish the fight, but. Uh, you know, I I you know I like the single player in, that that I played in in Halos before when I had the Xbox One. I was kind of going back and playing the single player campaigns uh, in the Master Chief Collection and was kind of getting into that. Uh, but man, I, I this 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 is this is I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And I'm sure, Des, that you do you have anything to say about Halo? Probably I do not. not. Right. All I, right. was not I was never a big Halo person. <clears throat> so, I mean, Halo, you know, more power to you if you like it. But Kevin is right. This was a this was a bit of a, a bait and switch to kind of show you like this is what we're doing with Halo. We haven't forgot about it, but um, but this is what we're doing now. And one thing to comment too is that it is holiday right now. They don't have a firm release date, so I'm thinking they're probably working on uh, getting that firmed up. And you know, maybe with the 20th actual True Blue 20th anniversary of Xbox, maybe they'll get a date on there. You know, really and truly, if they can nail the date that Halo One came out and the original Xbox came out, <laughs> I think that would be the best. But we'll see if they'll uh, be able to hit that or not. So. And the next thing they showed, Diablo 2 Resurrected on there. So this looked good. Of course, eight-player multiplayer is not an unknown. We just got to see a confirmation of it on there um, as far as it being out. Um, one thing to note about Diablo 2 is that there is not going to be a, a physical version of the game, but it is going to have cross-progression and cross platform play so just in case if like you decide to pick it up on xbox we decided to pick up on playstation you can still play with us and whatnot so uh next thing they showed plague tale requiem a sequel to the plague's tale innocence on there uh so they showed a little story vignette of course with a lot a swarm of giant rats on there so and uh First game is on Games Pass, so if you do have Game Pass subscri subscription, you can go at it. I know a lot of people said that uh, this game was uh, quite good on there. I know that the uh, next-gen upgrade uh, for it's coming out next month, and it's kind of rumored right now as being possibly a possible PS5 or a PlayStation Plus game next month, so we'll have to see. Any of you two interested in the Plague Tale uh, Requiem at all? Did you play the first one at all? I never played the first one, um, and while I, I, I'm not a fan of giant rats attacking people, I'm good. So, <laughs> but it's, I mean, it seems like it's a really good story. So, I mean, yeah. I, I was I, this is one of those things that I'm that I'm surprised is not being turned into a, a media project. You know, like like we're not seeing a TV series or something about it. 
It seems like this is something that they would do. They definitely could because they could, you know, with the uh, action and the adventure elements of the game, it's more it could fit a uh, miniseries and or a Netflix series very yeah. well. So people love seeing kids, uh, you know, overcome adversity. So <laughs> gotcha. As long as not seeing kids eaten by rats, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jeff. And next a game they showed, I uh, was like uh, making jokes with Desmond because it looked like a game that could have cats in it. But uh, it was a very cutesy trailer for Slime Rancher 2 on there. So for fans of the first game, you'll be able to play this uh, 2022 Xbox console launch exclusive. Games Pass galore on there. Uh, any thoughts on Slime Rancher 2, Des? Nope. Gotcha. I, I would play it if it wasn't first person, but it looks cute. Yeah. But I'm just not really into the first person look of it, and I'm I'm glad that people like that game, and it's gotten as as much uh, traction as it has. Yeah. Uh, next game, it kind of showed we were kind of commenting, oh man, they're bringing Amped back or whatnot. It was a snowboarding game, and so uh, this game called Shredders got unveiled at the show and it's by uh indie team of course and uh one thing i kind of like about the art style is that um they were like kind of showing the moves uh on the actual snowboard itself when you were doing your tricks and whatnot so and it looked like it wasn't full of a lot of like uh over the topness like you know with riders republic where you just got you know, uh, like an open world Ubisoft S thing. It's just like it was just like you snowboarding, doing tricks, and just kind of going in from there on uh, there. So I kind of like the look of it because it had a minimalist look to it, if need be. On there, uh, this game is coming out in December uh, 2021. It is a console launch exclusive on the Xbox, which means it will be out for other platforms later on there. And look, our style looks simplistic enough where it could probably work on the Switch if need be as well on there. Uh, any thoughts on Shredders before I move on? Not for me. All right. All right. Next game they showed was Atomic Heart, which is like a weird Russian-based, uh, like, you, you had no idea what was going on on there so they had some russian techno music playing and i was like okay uh it's a open world action rpg on there and uh i can't really tell you what's going on i'm not going to read the plot line as far as on there any thoughts on atomic heart gentlemen um it was, okay no no good go ahead Kevin. it at least there was what looked like gameplay in it and yeah. it looks interesting I don't necessarily I don't know what's going on plot wise, but I think some of the character designs and some of the like the way you were fighting that that dude was fighting that one thing that looked like the end boss and virtual fighter, you know, or, or, or no, not or, or dead or alive. The one that can mimic everything uh, that funky doing this funky kick overhead and looks like it crushed a dude's head or something. So. It looks like there could be some interesting, some interesting gameplay mechanics and aspects in this. So, and it it was one of those games. This is what this is the type of FPS that this is what an FPS needs to do rather for me to get my attention. You know, running around with a gun, uh, just just you know shooting dudes in the face is is all well and good, but I need some interesting character designs environmental elements and designs to really set it apart from everything else that's out there 
And I think Atomic Heart did a, a, a good job of doing that. So I definitely want to see more. Yeah, this is the game that had the old lady with the soup ladle at some point. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like deemed as being an action RPG in a first-person perspective with some first-person elements on there. And it is being brought out for other platforms, including PlayStation 4 and 5 by the way so just to give it out there but it is a game pass game so it's obviously uh, be available to play there for free so or for your game pass subscription price i should say so and part of your game pass subscription is also the next game uh, grounded has a shroom and doom update so i am not mm. going to talk about grounded anymore but they're adding Mushrooms and Spiders and Achievements, and that will be out on June 30th. Any thoughts on Grounded? No. Mm-hmm. All right, good deal. All right. So next game or set of games was a surprise at the show that uh, they showed a, a, a Japanese RPG. What are those? Is it too Japanese for us? I don't think so. <laughs> I will take that in a heartbeat. So Probably uh, so. the best thing they showed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you guys were checking it out, but a bunch of ex-Konami employees got together and did a Kickstarter. And these are the this is the people that worked on the Sudukiden series, Suikiden series. Excuse me. Yeah. Suikiden. Yeah. So it's like uh, they kickstarted this game, and Five Hundred Five picked it up for publishing, and Microsoft is uh, handing over the cashola, and it's going to come out for Games Pass on there. So not only the the game that they kickstarted was called Ayuden Chronicle on there, and they had Hundred Heroes as being the Kickstarter uh, main Kickstarter game. And then obviously after a goal was reached, they are developing a second game called Ayuden Chronicle Rising as well. So and so both games are coming to Game Pass on there and being released for the Xbox console. The um Ayuden Chronicle Rising is coming out in 2022. That's going to be an action RPG uh set in the same world on there. It's gonna introduce some of the characters from the main game, have some town building mechanics and some fast paced combat. And of course the 2023 game. 100 Heroes is going to be a turn-based RPG. kind of has that uh, Octopath Traveler look, 2D, 3D look on there. Um, able to obviously get 100 playable characters in your party. Kind of mix and match, just like uh, Sudikadin on there from there. So um, looks great. Can't wait to play it. But, you know, 2023 is a bit away. Uh, but that is coming out for everything under the sun as well. So look forward to that. Um, Ascent, I'm going to show the... Another trailer for that. It's finally coming out the end of July. I think July 27th, I believe, is the date on there. July 29th, excuse me. So I'm definitely going to be playing that. It's an action shooter RPG overhead uh, with a uh, cyberpunk motif on there. We've talked about this on the show ad nauseum. So, and so looks good. That's good another, deal. Another game I want to play. Uh, next thing they show, there's a PC-only game, Age of Empires 4. Um, I don't think you, any of us are interested in playing a <laughs> RTS game. No. So, yeah. Next, um, Outer Worlds 2. They had a great trailer kind of aping and talking about how most game trailers have, like, certain aspects, including, you know, like, showing, you know, uh, soldiers running in slow motion, so on and so forth. 
yada 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 but all they showed was a logo and that's all we know about the game at the moment on there so but i know you'll be up for it right des yeah yeah definitely gotcha and next thing they finally announced a release date for flight simulator for xbox series x and s uh, it's coming out on july 27th they had a nice trailer for it to kind of show kind of what it's looking like on console of course they're not going to tell you that it's only running at 30 frames a second <laughs> but i know a lot of the xbox fanboys are not gonna like die on that hill right wink wink <laughs> so <laughs> no so. ray tracing only in vista mode yes you got it kev yeah no ray tracing in this in the main portion of the game, but as long as they got the work and get it to run, I mean, let's not be all negative Nancy's over here, I guess, about it. But Flight Sim is nothing in my wheelhouse, I could tell you that right now. I would not pay 60 bucks for it. I know, listener of the show, Will D, it's all his bread and butter is his baby. And so I'm grateful that it's coming out for console. I know you're probably still going to be firing it up on your super high powered i9 um, PC along with your um, VR. Uh, set up as well and you know uh, maybe it's something I'll check out at least to see what it is on console just get a feel for it on there but uh, you know I'm grateful it's there for the people that like it so Uh, Forza Horizon 5 was shadow dropped announced on there it wasn't shadow dropped because it's not coming out (laughs) for a while not coming out until November, but it was a surprise for sure. I wasn't expecting them to drop a new Horizon game so soon because they're working on Forza Motorsport at the moment. Turn 10 is. So any thoughts on Forza Horizon 5? I know it's just the racing game. They spent a lot of time working, talking about it. But, you know, it's in Mexico. It looks good. Yeah, I mean, it's um, I'm not a fan of Horizon. I'm, I'm, I'm just not. Uh, for reasons I've stated on this show multiple times already. So, you know, it looks pretty. Um, those who are fans, I think they, they'll they enjoy it. But I'm I'm just not. And it has nothing to do with the, 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 the way the game looks or anything. I just don't like the way the cars control in that game. I've, I, they, they, the cars feel like they're driving on ice. Oh, wow. Yeah, <clears throat> and I just can't get into the, the way the cars control at all. Okay, and then Phil Spencer came out and they ended the show with a new game from Arcane Austin, and they unveiled Redfall. And Redfall was a, of course, a four-player uh, co-op game against a group of uh, vampires on there. And everything wasn't in gameplay; it was all cinematics on there i i like from what i saw of the cinematics but i have no idea how the game's gonna play hopefully the abilities that they showed that each of the um player characters have can be demonstrated in gameplay uh, once it does come out in 2022 on there any thoughts on redfall i know some people were saying it was like uh fortnite <laughs> with vampires i don't know if you want to say that <laughs> that's what it looked like to me that's the first thing I said when I saw that. I mean, it looks, it's got that Fortnite art style anyway. I'll say the Fortnite art style, you know, versus vampires. And I can't do, I, I can't do nothing with that art, that, that art aesthetic. So um, that's a hard pass for me. 
I don't know. I mean, I might, I might take a look at it and see how it is. Um, I, I'm, I'm wondering what the story is going to be, or if it's just going to be, um, like I just don't know what it is because if you like, I, I, people don't really realize this is, is before Fortnite became Fortnite, it looked like that game where you were, where you were fighting, um, you know, you, you it was four people. And you were fighting the environment, and um, and you were setting traps and stuff, and trying to build areas to make to make a, a fort. That way, you could survive against these hordes of monsters. And that that was the original uh, concept behind Fortnite before it went one hundred percent battle royale. So it looks like someone picked up that that kind of uh gameplay or, or that or that kind of idea and is fleshing it out as as this new game um and so so for me i kind of thought that original fortnite ideas kind of looked kind of kind of was kind of cool but again i'm not sure like the gameplay because that was just a cinematic trailer so i don't know what the actual game is going to look like um, is it for rando people? Can you play it solo? Uh, is it all PVE? Um, I just have more questions. Um, the, as regarding the design style, I'm fine with the design style. I think it's fine. Uh, I, I, I don't mind that that, that cartoonish look, but I'm just more wanting to know like what is this what is this game? You know, and I think that I think that's one of the things that that a lot of these these companies struggle with. It's just being able to explain what the hell your game is, you know? So I'm just like, like it shouldn't be that hard to like be able to explain what your game is, you know? We'll have to, we'll have to see. It's from Arcane Austin. I was doing a little digging uh, just for research of the show, and Arcane Austin because there's a difference between the uh, teams at Arcane. Arcane has uh, they're originally based in France. And so their French team uh, worked on certain games, and then their team in Austin has worked on certain games. And the particular project is being um, helmed by this guy named Harvey Smith, and he's worked on and designed games like the original Deus Exes uh, from back in the day, Thief, and then he's worked on Dishonored and Dishonored 2, and also the Death of the Outsider as well. So that's where at least the... Uh, creative director of the game is coming from as far as his previous works. And so I'm expecting uh, this game to kind of fall in the same pattern on there, whether I, you know, nothing of that trailer kind of spoke to say it was stealth to me, you know, no, so I am, you know, so. and so it's like, you know, I don't know if we want to judge upon the director's previous works, but hopefully there's enough of uh, uh, a rooted gameplay where it's not just so like, you know, expecting a cartoony four four V vampire game where we're you know co-oping it up on there, game passing it up, should I say, on wow. there. Hopefully, really? hopefully you know, yeah, we all mean like that. No, I'm. I, again, I don't know what to expect. I just do not know what to expect with this game. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll definitely see. Any parting thoughts on uh, this game, Kev? I ain't playing it. All right, there you go. There you Here's go. your parting thoughts. <laughs> there you go. 
All right, and that leaves us one last event to recap, and then I'll kick it over afterwards to Kev to go over briefly about the Intellivision Amico uh, showing that they had. So we're going to talk about the chaotic event known as Square Enix Presents from E3 2021 on there. That so, was so chaotic. Chaos. So obviously Square Enix had a nice 30-minute showing. A lot of it was uh, taken up by the first game. They had, uh, originally was building this thing. We have an original IP from Square, from Eidos Montreal. And lo and behold, Eidos Montreal, new IP, new game is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy on there. So from what I saw, it looked good. I know a lot of people were kind of bagging because, of course, they want Chris Pratt to look like Star-Lord and it. Yeah, obviously it's looking like some, you know, it looks like the voice actor that did. <laughs> it looked like Troy Baker, basically. I was looking at pictures of Troy Baker because who wouldn't want to look at pictures of Troy Baker? <laughs> and it looks exactly <laughs> like him. But uh, this is from Idos Montreal. It's the same team that worked on the prior couple of Deus Ex games. It's a single player game. At least that's good. They're not trying to gas it up like they did with Avengers on there. And what I saw... I'm interested. I'm not sure if I'm $60 at launch interested, um, but uh, I like what they did with the particular game. I mean, I have, I enjoyed the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but I'm not like sitting there like, oh, you got to adhere to the lore of this or I'm going to get upset kind of uh, attitude with it. And Des, uh, what can you say from what you saw of this trailer? I know you've read the comics in the past too, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the story is going to be great um i think they uh dan abnett who wrote who basically was one of the writers who who brought gardens of the galaxy to the forefront uh in marvel and made it kind of like what it is right now um he laid that groundwork and he's a part of the story and they're going to be adding a lot more uh, of the cosmic beings uh that they have not uh, shown in um, in other games. So there's going to have big baddies from Marvel's lore, and then they're going to have uh, kind of a more unknown kind of or, or deep dive kind of uh, kind of uh, people. So for me, um, I'm I'm I think it'll be a fun story, and I think it'll be an interesting one. However, I don't know if I'm totally sold on it yet and the reason being is because i personally do not think star lord is all that good of a character i think he's kind of uh one-dimensional and so for them making him the star and you only play as him is kind of like you know um but i do like that it's one player um and i don't know why they chose guardians of the galaxy for their game as a single player game it i'm sure it's going to play like a tales game but there are other people that i think could have translated better to video games um i think the combat looks pretty good i i, I don't i i guess they're just really a really popular ip um and because they have the marvel IP, they got to start doing something with it, right? They got, they got to start throwing something out there. But for me, I'm not really sure um, what this game is going to give. Um, and as a Marvel fan, 
I'm 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 cautiously cautiously optimistic. I'm glad that they showed gameplay and the gameplay looks fun. Uh, so I'm trying to I'm trying to do two things. I'm trying to be okay with the fact that you only get to play as Star Lord. I do not think Star Lord is that interesting of a character to base a whole game around. I think Chris Pratt did a great job in making him the 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 Marvel's version of Han Solo. But I still don't think that him as a Star Lord as a character uh, is a driving force. I'd rather play as Gamora. I'd rather play as shit as Groot. I mean, but but whatever. Um, but the gameplay did look pretty good. I'm wondering how you're going to be able to, if you're able to control Gamera or Groot or or do you like? I, I'm wondering to see how they work as a squad. Or if they're just running around doing their own thing, or you kind of tactical combat tell them to go here, like you press up on the D pad, like go here, or attack my character. So I want to see, I want to see how it plays together. And I could be, I could be completely surprised. And and the game is, and the game is is fantastic, uh, but I'm not really sure at this point. So I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm just surprised that they chose to make a video game out of Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think I think they probably chose that because they have the most flexibility as a as a studio. So so we'll see. We'll see. I'm definitely interested. You think they'll maybe do some DLC where you play as other characters, uh, the other Guardians possibly? I think that no. would be a kind of thing that they could do, so. I don't think they're going to do that. I think it's yeah. mostly going to be I think it's mostly going to be uh them playing you you playing as Star-Lord and um and hanging out and doing stuff with them um, gotcha okay and and there might be other star other things where you have to fight like Annihilus or other or you might meet the silver surfer or or something like that but i don't think they're gonna allow you to play anyone else which is which is which is really kind of sad though because i think that you that there, there's fertile ground for everyone you know i mean it might I think that would be smart of them to do that, to actually have you be able to play as, as, um, um, uh, to be able to play as Groot in a, in a separate DLC, uh, DLC or play, uh, as Gamora in a, in a, in a separate DLC. I think that'd be kind of fun, but at this point, I'm not really sure what you're going to be able to do. A rocket raccoon first person shooter, but I, I digress. They're not so. going to do a rocket raccoon first person shooter. I mean, they should, but they're not going to. Yeah. <laughs> any any thoughts on this, Kev? I mean, I liked it actually, and I don't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy. Had no interest in watching the movies, but just looking at it from the gameplay perspective, it had it kind of reminded me, honestly, of uh, of uh, Crimson Nexus actually. Uh, mm. The way some of the stuff you, the way the oh, core Scarlet mechanics, X's, right? yeah, Scarlet, yeah. Scarlet, Scarlet. X's, yeah. I, I keep saying Crimson, Scarlet because Nexus, because it, it kind of should be Crimson Nexus. I, I, I kind of like that name too. But anyway, go back. <laughs> yeah, so you know, you're a lot of. Uh, I like the combat mechanics where you call in members of your team to kind of do that, like a finishing blow, or it either it's either a finishing blow or maybe causing a status effect on the enemy. Uh, allowing either you or another member of your team to finish it off. So I liked a lot of that over the top, you know, dodging, jumping overhead, shooting, you know, doing that uh, 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 kind of like that. They stole that uh, that his dash, his knee dash slide from uh, what was that? 
uh, Platinum Games uh, third-person shooter. Vanquish. Oh, Vanquish. Vanquish. They stole that straight out of Vanquish. You know, you know, props, props to the callback, I guess. But, <laughs> but I liked it. You know, it looks like it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I think the you know some of those enemies. I have no idea of those. You know, Rubik's cube with Jello filled centered things that they were fighting had uh, have any uh, place in the Marvel universe or not, but uh, the game looks like a lot of fun, so I'll definitely be checking it out. Cool. Yeah, I know what it's sixty bucks on launch. I think the collector's edition with the Steelbooks eighty. Uh, there's a ten dollar off at Best Buy just in case you pre-order it. So just to throw that out for everyone. But speaking of Platinum Games. Uh, they did have a game uh, showing at the Square Enix conference that was developed by Platinum, and that would be the uh, much forgotten about Babylon's Fall that was announced like a couple of years ago, and we didn't know exactly what was going on with it, uh, much to the knowledge of everyone, because Platinum games get announced and then forgotten about for years, and while they work on it, unfortunately, and what they come up with is they showed finally got this game out and about trailer was shown uh, they showed that they uh, um, we worked this game to be a, a co-op up to four player dungeon crawler basically on there and that uh, they showed a little bit of the art style of course everything looked good as far as the character designs in my opinion uh, they wanted to try to make the characters look realistic and not uh, anime-esque on there. I love loved the character designs in the game. Music was kind of bananas because it's all like medieval, like, uh, you know, orchestrated, like, you know, opera music, if need be, on there. Um, it's very operatic, yes. Yes. So, and I like the looks of it, but, you know, I know some, pe- some fans online were, like, just so pissed off because they gas this thing up on here unfortunately they are working on content after the game is uh released they're calling as games as a service on there uh and kev i don't know did you have any uh like thoughts from what they showed previously with the prior babylon's fall trailer and what they showed with this one if you're disappointed at all or it looks the same to me you know it it honestly did uh i liked what they showed before i liked what they showed now with more emphasis on the actual gameplay i'm not a fan of the games of the service thing uh gotta be honest if you're gonna do the games of the service then you know i'm kind of thinking well man you just make it free to play and just charge me for the seasons uh but at the same time i enjoyed destiny one and two and those were games as a service games that i paid for so i think platinum games when they're when their grade a teams are working on a project it's going to be great Uh, i liked what i saw of the you know again the devil may cry kind of inspired gameplay aerial combos finishers that type of thing so i don't have too many concerns about the quality of the title uh, I'm looking forward to it. So I didn't see any of the of the of the pushback from that. I I can maybe understand folks getting bent out of shape over the games as a service uh, business model, but you yeah, know, it's we'll like pre- preconceived notions. It's just like how do you know how the game plays when you watch the previous trailer unless you're studying it frame by frame? I mean, to me, I saw it. I saw the combat. I thought it looked good. Four player co op. I'm fine with it. I, you know, if they want to change. 
if it was originally meant to be a single player, like, you know, uh, you know, Bayonetta slash skill bound <laughs> type inspired game, then from there, so be it. But, uh, you know, I'm going to let them marinate it and cook this thing to fruition, get it out and I'll judge it. I'll taste it. I'm not going to be judging it uh, when, when it's still being cooked. You know, so. I mean, yeah, like I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you on that one. Um, 100%. That's why I'm, you know, I'm just going to be like, okay, let's see how how this looks. Yeah. One thing they did announce, because originally it was announced for PS4 and PC, it's now uh, being released for PS5. I think uh, this game was originally announced during a Sony um, event, and so they do have, like, uh, at least first on PlayStation going for this title. And I know some people online say, oh, it looks just like Godfall. <laughs> like, you know. Like, come on, give me a break. As if that's a bad thing. You know, I, I personally think Godfall looks great. Uh, mm-hmm. I it and I still have my copy. I'm gonna go back and actually finish the game at some point, but you know. And one thing too, we didn't talk about the Gearbox conference, but they announced the PS4 version of Godfall, and you could see all the the hate coming from all the fanboys out there. It's like, oh, Godfall, the game that was it had to have the power of the PS5. Now it's on PS4. Wah, 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 wah. All the usual like Tom Warren trolls from The Verge and whoever else mm-hmm. decided mm-hmm. to come out and just you know trolling for trolling's sake, basically. Dude, they still so. waiting for games. They gotta they gotta complain about something instead of taking their complaints to Phil. They gotta complain. They gotta complain when the when the the folks at the other on the other side of the street are doing something. You know, I, I've I've said before. Yes, I want all future projects to come out on ps5 but we've got a a pandemic and we've got scalpers and both of those two elements have wreaked chaos in the retail in the in the retail uh area of trying to acquire these consoles so i get it i i fully understand why they're bringing these game these games out on last gen do i like it no would i prefer it to be on the on on the box that i got only so that i can see the best that this that this box can put out absolutely, but I understand the reasoning. But ah, oh, come on, Sony lied. What are you talking about? Sony <laughs> lied. They backtracked. They lied. Get him up on Maury's <laughs> Maury's stage and get him a lie detector test. Put the, put them put, rack them up. But mm. wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just being facetious. Sure. For for the for the three listeners that are still listening after this long. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gerald. And, <laughs> and speaking of disgruntled, uh, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster was announced, uh, remastering Woo! Final Fantasy one through six. Uh, and of course, the 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 hate came. The Emperor Palpatine hate came when they announced it's coming out for Steam and mobile platforms. So dun dun dun. Where's my Switch? Well, can we announce it for the Switch? And then, of course, um, afterwards, they started looking from the trailer. From the trailer, they were looking at the pixel count of the the main protagonist characters of some of the various screenshots that buzz by. And I have seen uh, Twitter... Twitter posts coming showing there's not enough pixels as the original SNES and NES titles in this. So <laughs> you, you can't even let let the this 
a company, get this game out, release it, and then judge it from there. You're going to take a screenshot from a trailer and start complaining, saying that everything is not pixel perfect. You don't because know if no it's not pixel perfect or not. Come on, there's give no me a break. In that. Of course I can do a direct, a, a direct comparison. You know, because there's no such thing as as image compression or anything like that when we when you're looking at something online, of course. Uh, pixel, you know, to, the, pixel to pixel comparison, of course. The more grounded fans out there said, give them time, let them release it for Steam and Mobile. They will eventually probably put it in the compilation and release it for Switch. And that's probably what's gonna happen at some point. But I know a lot of people out there we're begging and asking for a 2D, 3D type remake like Dragon Quest Three is getting in the Octopath Traveler engine. And of course, these are not that, but you know, you're going to get what you're going to get and you're going to like it. Otherwise, you can go back and play the originals if you're that adamant about it. But <laughs> And I'm grateful they really announced these because, you know, there's a if I have a modern way to play through these games on Steam and then eventually on console, I think that's a great thing. And if they do a good job with it, because I know, I think the apprehension from the community had to be because of the fact that they ported these games to mobile a few years ago and they were trashed. They were dog shit, basically. So, And they did a poor job. Even with the Chrono Trigger uh, ports on Steam was really bad. So I could see where the community can be apprehensive. So, but it's, it's not like the chaos of the last title that this showed. So as we talked about on the show previously, um, there was a rumor that team Ninja was working with square Enix on a, uh, dark souls, AKA Neo inspired game in the final fantasy universe. And we got to see that with stranger of paradise, final fantasy origin. And of course they showed, uh, three protagonists, uh, one guy that looks like uh, the guy from Fast and the Furious, Paul Weller, <laughs> and uh, uh, of course a, a, a swarmy, like smart, wise crack guy going, "We're the warriors of light." And then of Ralph course, Mouth, uh, as you called him, <laughs> Ralph Mouth. <laughs> of course, we got we got an African African American in the group too, which is he was cool. He's playing playing the cool cool cat. Yeah, I don't say much, yeah. but I got a deep voice. What's up? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, you know, so, real quick, Joe. So, so you know, when I when we asked that question, like, what what series would you like to see? You know, get the 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 near or um, souls like. Looks like we're getting Devil May Cry, <laughs> a Devil May Cry version. So I'm like, okay. So, and and he and and he's very angry. Like I've I I I've I've we just get angry white man, I guess, for 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 our protagonist. I was like, okay. Yeah, uh, why he was angry if you listen to the voice acting and says, where's chaos? We come to kill chaos. We're going to get chaos. <laughs> yeah, the gameplay was actually quite well, quite well, you know. Uh, the main protagonist, I guess his name is Jack, was just wearing a black t-shirt. <laughs> and sitting it's like there a Henley. Just... It's like a black yeah. Henley. I, I didn't like, even know his we, name was Jack. God, that's no, no, crazy. No. They're like, are we the future? Are we the past? Are we present day? Can can I literally go out to the mall and buy a, a two-handed sword and a Henley? You know, <laughs> like where, like like where, like what what do the shops look like? You know, in Final Fantasy, it's like I I don't know. Like I I I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. They, 
the other two characters are kind of dressed up. Got your typical Namura like uh, zippers galore and like yes. sachet. But so Jack and zippers. Polygon has, speaks it well. Uh, Jack shows up to fight the chaos, the uh, dark, dark warlord on there. But he dons a simple black short sleeve shirt with buttons on the front. If it weren't for the ragged ham hanging down over his crotch and butt, it looks like something you could buy from the men's section at Target. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like what's what's going on with these designs and like every all the colors are muted, all of them. Like it did, I don't know. It seems like did it have to be a grimdark looking game? Like did it, like and 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 that that meme you posted of it looking like it was that uh, they made a. It's in the Discord if you guys want to see this. If you haven't seen it, if you join our Discord, uh, it looks like it's from a PS2 game, and they they, they literally put it on a PS2 cover because of the art and everything and i'm just like it i was not i was not impressed i'm sorry i just i i i don't know what i was expecting from a souls type final fantasy but that's not it um i i don't i i i was not i was not happy about it i just think it looks it looks moldy it looks sad it looks it looks depressed and you got this angry ass man running around chaos i'm like i I don't know about this game i just you know and and if you liked it more power to you i don't care what's they can do with the i I think you like the gameplay the gameplay was dope um the gameplay what they showed i think it was good but again, I just don't know. Again, I don't know what the gameplay is gonna look like. But the but it looked so aggressive when he was grabbing people and they were turning them into like red crystals and then shattering them. Like the game is just hyper aggressive, and I'm like, okay, it's fine. And that's what we get, and we get to like stomp on people's heads and and they're 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 turning bomb bombs into. I don't know. I was just like, wow. There's like a lot of like pent up anger you know in this game but you know it's funny but i was like i follow the square enix um social media manager on twitter and she was stating that she she got the game to translate from japanese to english and uh, she made a comment when i read it it was just some white guy screaming about chaos the whole time. She was <laughs> mentioning it when she translated. And she said that like the, the actual the actual translation and the voice acting English voice acting um, depicted what was stated in Japanese exactly. So <laughs> it's chaos. It's like I know. Chaos! Ah, chaos! And Nomura actually said, and this is what he he stated: "This says that Square Enix and Team Ninja are still figuring out how to balance the demands between creating a Final Fantasy title and trying something new. Uh, that the team needs a little bit more time to be able to complete it. And that's what he stated. So, yeah, okay. so, but um, they do have a trial version of this game up, and unfortunately, right now it's a." Uh, uh, having some sort of difficulty and issues. A lot of people said that chaos got in and, and infected the demo. So, Oh, Lord. <laughs> Did, so, have you played the demo yet, Kev? 
I haven't. Uh, I have not been able to because it says the the file you've downloaded is corrupted. Delete and re-download. So I've did that. I've done that twice, and I said, well, it's hopefully they'll get it. Well, that was yesterday. Oh, okay. I haven't tried mm. it today. But uh, man, I have to. Don't change nothing about this game. Okay. I I love that hyper aggression. I I mean this this is this is this is a show enough game. This is show enough a show enough game for me. I like ripping people apart. I like beating the hell out of people in my games, so I, I love that aggression. The only thing I don't like was that those those voiceovers were cringe as hell. Yes, they were. I will yes, be playing they. that game in Japanese, but I, I like the muted colors. I like that depressed environment. I like that 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 uh, you know almost like metal aesthetic of gloom and doom and up against these uh un unfallible these uh, uh uh hyper aggressive odds and just saying f it i'm gonna kill everybody i love that about this game so don't change nothing oh hopefully this don't change uh, nothing hopefully this reaction doesn't change things up but you know if they want to like maybe change the voice acting a bit or change the lines but still get the mo kind of uh, chaos involved. The I'll be playing in Japanese, so I don't care what they do with the dub. Warriors of Light! Warriors of Light! Warriors of Light! I will not be having that coming through my speakers. Uh, that is not happening. <laughs> of course, a lot of people, unfortunately, has really have, did not like this presentation. They felt like they spent too long on Guardians of the Galaxy, I am actually my opinion of the Square Enix conference is that I felt it was okay. It's better than Gearbox, better than Koch Media, <laughs> better than Ubisoft, and that's my opinion only. I mean, I don't mind even though this uh, game, uh, you know, with the Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, I felt it was something I might want to try and play, like you, Kev, like you stated. So, oh, I'm I'm day one on that. I'm day one on that. There's 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 not even a question. So, uh, but yeah, I like the I like the um, uh, Square Enix presentation. I think of of everything that we talked about, I think it was the best show. Now I don't know if that's saying that the bar was just so overly <laughs> so low. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it is what it is. They had they had they had. I mean every. If I'm being honest, every show had games that I cared about, but uh, but this one, th the games that they showed that I cared about really spoke to me in in greater force. You know, I, I want to mm -hmm. kick chaos ass. That's 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 what I that's all I know. Chaos, chaos. <laughs> well, that's oh, that's Lord. all for Square Enix, and so I don't know, Kev, you want to go ahead and give us a little recap of the Intellivision Amico. Okay, so sure. yeah, there was like a really quick 12-minute E3 presentation. They really didn't go over anything in detail. They just kind of gave you like this overview of what their what they feel that their their place is in the market. And I got to tell you for for those who who've listened to this show, you know, from the beginning, I grew up with Intellivision. Uh it is the my first console. Um, I fell in love with gaming. Uh, a big part of that was through the Intellivision library. And I did a pre-order for this 
as soon as pre-orders became available sometime, I think maybe a year and a half, maybe almost two years ago now. Um, they showed, now the reason, I'm, they showed a lot of stuff. And to be honest, a lot of the stuff that they showed looked like it could be played on somebody's phone. And, and I, I, I'm in complete agreement with that. But the reason why I'm buying it is because they are doing remakes of Intellivision classics. And one, the one that has me the most hype in particular is Night Stalker. If you know anything about me, you know Night Stalker was the game that, the game that got me into gaming, period. I played that at a local department store and just fell in love with it. And their, their new interpretation of Night Stalker is just freaking fantastic as far as I'm concerned. All of these are simple games. All, none of this online. You're not going to be able to play online and buddy up. And the whole purpose of this is to bring back uh, couch co-op or couch uh, competitive gameplay. That was the, that ruled the day back in, you know, I'm a Gen X kid. So you're talking back in the back in the late 70s, early to or early through the mid 80s. You know, that's how you that's how you did your multiplayer at home. And um, I really like the. Um, I, I, I was sold already, so, you know. That th there really wasn't anything to anything new that they had to, that they that I did not already know. Uh, they did show some gameplay of Finnick Fox, which had me concerned from the, the screen stills. And after watching Finnick Fox in, in action, I'm still concerned. But new new content is not why I'm buying this console. I'm buying it for the retro redos. And they've already showed Missile Command. Looks fantastic. They've shown Astro Smash. Looks fantastic. They've shown Moon Patrol which is absolutely fantastic. And of course, uh, a Night Stalker, and they had Major League Baseball, which is like, I couldn't care less about modern sports games. I love sports games on Intellivision. I, because you didn't need to know anything about the rules. It was just basically arcade-type inputs that you did. And I hope they, I hope they do every single sports title uh, and redo it for that for the Amico. I will buy every single last one of them. You know, like they showed skiing, which looked really good. So this is not for this console is not for everybody. This this is for me. This is for somebody that has that holds the Intellivision at a at a very dear place in their heart. This is for somebody who has who reminisces about the golden age of gaming. That that those first couple generations in the console when consoles first hit the market um this is who this is for and like i've said before the problem that they're going to face and you know i i i get it you know tommy was saying you know we're not really competing in it with it with anybody we're just do we're just happy to be part of this industry and we're like an and uh uh like an an, an added an added bonus to what you can get elsewhere and that's a nice aesthetic, but this thing is right around three hundred bucks. And there's another console that's right around three hundred bucks, and it's called the Nintendo Switch. And if you're a family, uh, a gaming family on a budget, uh, whether or not you're you have fond memories of the Intellivision, your kids don't care nothing about that. They want to play Mario and Zelda, and and Smash Brothers and Mario Kart. 
it's going to be a hard sell because the switch is its direct competition. I mean, whether whether they want to admit it or not, it, it's just the way it is. And the library right now for Switch, there's a ton of games. Uh, it has multiplayer. It has online multiplayer. Although we we crap on it all the time, it's it's there. That type of functionality is not on the Amico uh, at this time. It does not sound like it ever will be. So this is for a dedicated niche market, and I'm I'm happy it's going to be there. I will. I've already pre-ordered my Founders Edition, so um, I I will be waiting uh, till I pick. I'll be picking mine up in October. So yeah, I don't know if you guys had any comments about, uh, or if you've if you watched the well, Joe, you watched it. I, I think along with me today. Uh, I don't know if you had any comments or, or anything like that, but yeah, I'm sold. I'll be picking it up. Sorry, was, my mic was muted. Yeah, I did have some comments. I actually like what I saw. Um, I might actually check it out first at your house, if you have me over, mind you. Oh, you know, yeah. First. yeah, for sure. Because I know it's meant for multiplayer, so and I'll get an idea whether I want to invest the money. And I mean, a lot of the Atari games kind of speak to me. I'm an old 2600 head from back in the day, so like the Missile Command especially. Mm -hmm. uh, seeing Moon Patrol, I was a big Moon Patrol fan back in the day, so it's like, you know. And then I never played Night Stalker before, but I like the looks of it. I know Mike Micah was the one that worked on um, the reboot of uh, Night Stalker, and so... You know, he has a good pedigree. It's the same team that uh, did a lot of the, like, the Neo Geo collection remasters and that kind of thing. So, and so I'm just wanting to take a look at the stuff and, uh, you know, see. It was kind of invented to me. I liked the little, like, dial and the whole screen on there as well. So I thought it was pretty cool. So, yeah. Yeah. So for sure, it is a, it is a pickup. Desi, I don't know if you had any comments about it or not. I don't. I mean, uh, hopefully I'll be able to come over to your house and play it as well. I think mm -hmm. it would be something, like you were saying, it's built for multiplayer. I think it would be something to kind of like go in and kind of hang out and just kind of have some friends over, reminisce, uh, nostalgia, and then have, and then, you know, have some fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, this the... is definitely a nostalgia box for sure, for me anyway. Yeah. I like that the card games, you're actually able to see your hand on the controller too. I think that was cool. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, so that was the Intellivision Amico E3 presentation. They're really, it was only about 12 minutes long, really fast, you know, just kind of giving you an overview. So that's pretty much all there was to that. And that's all that is to our E3 recap. I think uh, three hours is enough there for... It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but you know what? I, I, have to, I have to go back and say and say something. I mean, we're already three hours in. What's another couple of minutes there, right? <laughs> uh, I, I, last night, I spent almost an hour and a half talking to uh, the homie Ace Black. Now, for those of you who've listened to like open form radio right when it started, he was part of the original host with uh, uh, Knox Broadcast and Blue Man Rule. He's also been on a couple other shows. I mean, this guy, longtime Xbox fan, and I think he summed it up best. He he I, I he he called me up. He said he said he said showing up. He said I'm out, man. He said my son, who I just bought, you know, this this the, the series S for. He when 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 they when they showed that. <laughs> 
those stuffed animals fighting. Mm. Those stuffed animals fighting. He said, he's like, Dad, he said, call me when they got something good to show. And he said, I could, he said, there was nothing I could call my son back to watch. He's like, mm. I don't know what's going on over there. And I know it's wrong, it, you know, or it, it, it's, it's incorrect to judge the opinions of the of the of the xbox uh fan base as a whole on the opinions of one but yo this is a guy who has multiple xboxes has multiple accounts for his family before they did the 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 family the family share uh we're gonna have him on he he asked me to be on the show i said bro you've got an open invitation to be on this show to, to let your frustrations out because man is like I don't know what's going on over there he said he said he said I I have he's basically he said I have regrets for spending this money on this box after seeing what what I've been promised and what I'm seeing he said I'm not seeing the value I'm not seeing my my investment valued and I think there's more people out there in in that camp that and, and honestly xbox is really going to have to address this they really Agreed. do they have to address the you know every everything can't be great just because it's on on games pass you know and i thought i thought uh i thought i thought ace represented his frustrations with what's going on over there very well he he's like look i bought this for entertaining entertaining me and my family and right now they ain't doing that, and that needs to change. So, you know, I'm if you're if you're having if you're of that same mindset, you know, you can't be shut down by by the by the by the by the the the, the game pass zealots uh, who who think everything is wonderful just because you you get it on a on a service that you pay for. Um, the best way is just to let your frustration or your disappointment be known by those who can actually do something about it and, you know, send those letters and, and write those emails. I, I've done that before. And, uh, did, did it, did it change anything? Maybe it did, maybe it didn't, but it, at least you're letting your, your opinion be known of something that you spent your hard earned money for. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Ace Black, man. I was like, I feel you brother. And like I said, you got it. You got an open invitation anytime you want to be on the show. Yep. But uh, I definitely wanted I just wanted to share uh, his feelings on that. Contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's the where you want, you want to send an email to that address. If you'd like to either be on the show or just or if you've heard something uh, spoken on our podcast that you want to get your opinion uh, out to our listeners about, you're going to want to send that email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We are also on social media on Twitter. We are at Gaming Vessels. Independently, we have our own social media accounts. I can be found on Twitter at Shonuff71. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. On Xbox, I'm at Shonuff071, same spelling with 071 at the end. On uh, on Steam, I am Shonuff71, same spelling as before. And I can't remember if I, did I mentioned my PSN. ID. Yeah, I'm at Shonuff7. Same spelling with the number seven at the end, and my switch, I my switch friend code rather, is seven six five eight two one five five three three zero nine. So, Des, where can folks get a hold of you at? 
All righty, y'all can find me on uh, Twitter at the Nemo Six. That's T H E N E M O S I X. You can find me on PSN and Steam. You can't actually find me on Steam. I've been playing a lot of PSL with Joe, so I'm 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 slowly but surely turning into a PC gamer. Slowly, slowly. You know, I got I got to let these old I, I got to let these old eyes adjust to all that all that high deafness. Um, and you, what were we gonna say, Joe? You can talk some smack. Uh, every inch, but uh, make make those gains there, sir. Every, yes, yes. This is so much value. It's crazy. Ugh, I hate it. It's just, I hate value. I'm just kidding. Um, and you can find me on Nintendo at my uh, my friend code. And Nintendo is five two eight zero dash six six seven four dash four five one nine. And as always, uh, let us know how you how you heard of us. Mention this show or, or whatnot because we want to talk to people, not bots. Um, Joe, where can folks find you, buddy? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at Joe Fongul, uh, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. Uh, also on PSN and Steam, Kaminagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A, Xbox, Kaminagara. Just like my new cup is going to say K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A, 6995. My Nintendo friend code is 4712-5953-1409. All right, and of course we would be uh, uh, negligent in our duties if we did not remind you of our uh, Discord server. Uh, we have a lot of discussion, a lot of varying opinions about gaming going on over there. Uh, most of the stuff that that I would normally, that I personally would send, normally be sending over to Twitter, I'm sending it over to Discord. Uh, like I said, we have great varying opinions over there. Everybody's respectful. We all have a good time talking about gaming. So. Uh, I would encourage you to be a part of our community that's growing over there on our Discord server. Uh, wherever you download, whatever aggregate you use to download this podcast, you will find a link to it there. You would also find a link to our Discord server on our Twitter account, at Gaming Vessels. So with that, uh, this is Shonuff71 for... Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar, as well as Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High Res Hater, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. the Gamer Step Daddy. We will be back next episode for E3 Part 2, because there's some more, there's some more fun and interesting discussions to be had about this most wonderful time of the year. So we'll catch you all there. Peace!